Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 60. Uh, I'm your host, Kamran Shustar, and with me is... James Seelig. Today is Sunday, uh, about to be noon, and it is August 23rd, and we get to do double masks now. Uh, we not only have our corona masks that we get to wear, but due to the more seasonal, but also occurred by a massive thunderstorm activity out of nowhere in the middle of the night a week ago. Uh, there are now a bunch of fires throughout the Bay Area, as well as like other parts of California. Yeah, yeah. California's not doing so good right now. We're not having fun. And it's pretty bad. Like, actually, it's pretty bad. Uh, we're in San Francisco still, so we're okay, because there's like, there's massive areas between us and the fires, not to mention bodies of water, among other things. But uh, it's still, you know, there's smoke and ash coming down and as bad as it is for us, just like in terms of air quality, which, you know, usually we have better quality air, uh, for the people that are actually going through this, uh, we're, you know, it's, it sucks because yeah. people are being evacuated. There's a lot of evacuation zones. I have a buddy that's a firefighter up North, so he's dealing with that as well. He was actually in LA, uh, dealing with those fires and then once our fires started they were basically sent back up to deal with our own oh wow so, i didn't even yeah. know they uh, moved firefighters that far sometimes they do i guess it's a, it's a station by station sometimes yeah. or something i'm not too sure how i it guess works, it, it would depend on like how massive a forest fire there is you would need more firefighters yeah but you know i hope everything gets contained because yeah seriously i didn't even realize insane. it was that bad until like the other day i walked outside my house and i noticed like my car was covered in ash. Not like like it was a pile of snow or whatever, but like there was actually ash lying on my car. It's like, oh, I didn't realize it was reaching this far. Yeah, most likely, at least for the donation link today or this week, we'll probably either, uh, if Red Cross has a specific uh, portion for the California fires or if there is another site, I'll, I'll look into it. But whatever that is, we will post that for today. Of course, uh, this is Sutra Side Talk, though. This is a podcast where we talk about uh, gaming TV and movie news and specific select news usually we choose and kind of go a little bit more in depth on if it's of interest to us otherwise what's the point and we of course also talk about what we've been uh, playing and watching uh, if you've noticed of course we've been very busy and active uh, over the last couple weeks um, we had a crossover with the Apollo City Comics podcast doing those movie comments series so you can Totally check that out. We did uh, Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and Part 2, uh, the animated films. And you can catch Part 1 on Apollo City Comics Podcast. And you can catch Part 2 uh, here with us, which, Apollo, you can go to basically all the uh, various podcast platforms just like ours. The only one they don't have is, I believe, SoundCloud, but everything else is available for them. Uh, definitely check those out. This is all part of our build-up for DC Fandom. And we pretty much wanted to do like a full crossover with them as well as uh, D3 Media, which we did a prelude episode. Uh, it's a YouTube show. You can find uh, D3 Media on YouTube. I will have a link for that as well. But we did uh, a pre-show before Fandom, just kind of talking about what we expected, how the DC layoffs uh, may affect it and what we think about all of it. And we'll be doing a uh, post-show which uh, you can catch later on, I believe, next week. Uh, this is coming out, of course, Monday the 24th, but I believe the week after uh, we will have that YouTube show up for the Aftermath where we're going to discuss the fandom 
itself, like as an event, and just how it went and how Jim Lee was all over it. The man was everywhere. And we also, of course, have another crossover. Apollo City and Us did a recap or a full review of all the big movies and games and some comic book news shown at fandom this uh this past saturday actually it was yesterday so we actually already recorded that you're gonna get that on thursday at apollo city comics podcast you can catch part one where they are going to cover if i am correctly james it's uh wonder woman 1984 uh the 12 years a slave writer uh john ridley i believe his name was uh, is doing a four-part Batman, four-issue Batman comic mm-hmm. uh, where Black, Batman will be uh, black. Uh, so it'll be a very different take, but also from a esteemed film writer. Uh, so that'll be really cool. Uh, as well as we talk about, I believe, uh, The Flash and the Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League game, as well as they got the Justice League Snyder Cut, which you can hear me kill everyone with the amount of praise and compassion uh or i guess passion i just put into it james loved it right well if you're confused why we wouldn't have insisted we talk about that on our own show it's because we flipped a coin we couldn't decide who could get who could talk about what (laughs) yeah i literally kept flipping a coin yeah it was it was we it was full dc themed it was two-faced it was great um but that's part one you could catch that like i said on a policy comics podcast this coming thursday we had a lot of fun talking with those guys for like an hour and a half when we, we we meant to talk for like 45 minutes for each like half of our episodes yeah so it's like all together three hours but split into two different episodes uh that will be out uh august 27th on their channel and then you can catch part two on friday so we're gonna have actually the 60 this one is out on monday uh 61 will be out on friday so we have two this week uh but that one will be the second part of dc fandom coverage with apollo city in that one, we're going to cover the Suicide Squad movie, uh, the Milestone Comics uh, revamp, uh, basically in terms of comics, that's a big like black, uh, black creator and black hero comic imprint, and talk about Static Shock and whatnot, which is, we, we're just excited about Static Shock above all else. And we also talked about the Black Adam movie, the Gotham Knights game, and of course, the Batman Robert Pattinson, directed by Matt Reeves, movie coming in 2021. So that was really yeah, fun. I don't know if it's just that I was like super hyped for seeing the first actual trailer or what, but like the first time I watched it, I was like, that's it? Okay. And then like for whatever reason, I keep wanting to watch that trailer over and over again. I don't know if it's the music or what, but like at this point, I'm like pretty in. I, I want to see where this yeah. is going. We, we get our detective movie and... Uh... I know we talked about like it was the it was probably the main movie we were all like universally hyped on. Yeah. Uh, but that me dude that music. Well, you'll hear you'll hear that episode on Friday. You'll hear us go fully in depth on it. Uh, I don't want to talk about it here just For because sure. uh, this is like our non DC episode where it's going to be kind of more relaxed. We're we're a little exhausted from recording last night. I'm exhausted from basically like coordinating a lot of this and go- doing a lot of planning and all the editing for the other shows and whatnot. So I'm like pretty much staying out of social media for the most part today. I'm just like not looking at anything. I'm like spent. Fair point. But I mean, it's a Sunday. That's what uh, it's for, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I Usually. remember re- weekends yeah. when they were real weekends. Uh, but today uh, we're going to go through and we're going to just cover very light news since most of it was the fandom news. 
uh, just the casting for a stop-motion Pinocchio movie uh, being headed up by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, the tickets are on sale for movies for theaters now, yeah. and we're going to go a little bit about that. And finally, uh, we have more news, more details on exactly what's being vaulted uh, come November for Destiny 2 when Beyond Light comes out. So we're going to go into the detail there, kind of listing off. I might honestly be reading from the Bungie post, which is a little big, but it's just all the details we've been wanting to see. Uh, and after that, uh, depending on time, uh, we'll talk about what we're playing and watching, but for sure, uh, I'm going to finally knock out the two South Park games I've been wanting to talk about forever now, as well as James and I are going to go kind of more in depth on our runs through Horizon Zero Dawn, as well as the Forbidden Wilds DLC. But uh, we'll see what the length is. I honestly don't want to predict it this time. Uh, we'll just go through it and see how it, how it all goes. But of course, we're going to start off with the movie TV news with the Pinocchio casting here. So uh, at first when I heard this, I thought like, oh, it's another Disney Pinocchio. It's another Disney live action. We're getting Pinocchio this time. And then, you know, it's we, we're getting those so much that it's just kind of normal. I'm not really... The only things that will really surprise me now is like if hearing like Hercules Hunchback or like uh, Atlantis or Treasure Planet or something. Those four, I'd be like, whoa. Um, otherwise, I don't really care anymore. Uh, this isn't that. This is completely separate. This is stop motion. And this is headed up by Guillermo del Toro, which is a one of my favorite directors uh, easily. Probably top five. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where, but he's a Mexican director. He's done, of course, uh, what was the last movie we watched of him, James? It was like Elite, uh, it was Wait, Shape of Water. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That was a good movie. That was that was great. That was fantastic. He's also, of course, done Pan's Labyrinth, which actually I haven't seen, but he's done Crimson Peak. He's done Pacific Rim. Uh, he was going to do a Justice League Dark movie, which one day we'll talk a little bit more about. Uh, but he, he's got a bunch of great films. Definitely check out his like filmography and go through it because he he's just really fun he has a great time and he's also he likes to collaborate with uh, Hideo Kojima like they're, they're really good buds but we got a cast uh for the movie itself and it's a dude it's a fun cast so I love it because we have Christopher Waltz in it and of course I'm pretty sure uh he is playing Geppetto interesting christoph waltz oh wait no that is wrong dang it that, that would have been perfect though could you imagine him being like pinocchio <laughs> uh it's actually okay i was wrong i i just assumed because i saw his name there but it's actually david bradley uh will play geppetto and james you know david bradley is uh two specific people i uh, remember harry potter uh, yeah remember mr filch oh the caretaker. Oh, yeah. AKA, AKA Walter Frey from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's going to be Pinocchio. He's like, what do you want, boy? It's, yeah. Yeah, wait, what? He's basically just like <laughs> a horrible person in everything he plays. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's fun and he's like comedic in Harry Potter. And he's sort of comedic in Game of Thrones until he kills everyone you love. And then you go, this is, this is the worst man. That humanity has to offer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, his jokes in Harry Potter were like, oh man, I miss the good old days when I used to be able to literally torture children in my dungeon. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he also, you know, he had Mrs. He had that cat. His his best friend was the cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Norris. But uh, yeah, we got him as Geppetto. And James, do you know who is Jiminy Cricket? No, who? Hello there. Oh, that sounds so familiar. Oh, Obi-Wan? Yeah, Ewan McGregor Whoa. is going to be... Uh, it says here he will play Cricket. So I, don't, I guess they won't call him Jiminy. Cricket. But <laughs> Ewan McGregor will play the Cricket. And I'm just like, oh boy. That sounds so much fun. So he gets to be another moral center for good. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, uh, yes. Uh, but we also have... So I don't know who Christopher Waltz is playing, but we also have Ron Perlman uh, will be playing the role of Pinocchio. I'm just kidding. I was about to say, like, I don't, I don't... Wouldn't that be perfect, though? Wouldn't that... Wouldn't that just be like, hey, I'm Pinocchio. No, I was thinking you're I'm, gonna... I'm just a boy. I thought he was gonna, like, somehow voice Monstro or something. Yeah, no, I don't... I have, I have no idea, but I just... I really want to know who they're playing. Uh, Gregory Mann. I'm not too sure uh, who that is, to be honest. I will be playing Pinocchio. And uh, I guess it says he's a newcomer, so I don't really know if he's been in any of the movies. Uh, the the cast will also be joined by Tilda Swinton, uh, Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, which I bet y'all anything, Kate Blanchett will be the fairy. I mean, literally, like, what? Who's better than Galadriel to play the fairy? Like, that's yeah, fantastic. That's fair. <laughs> we keep getting John Turturro. Uh, it's funny because uh, John Turturro is playing Carmen Falcone in um in the Batman. I believe isn't John Turturro the Jesus? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, and he's actually one of the better characters in the Transformers movies, or at least the first one. Um, so, you know, John Turturro is going to be in there. Like, tells them to target, uh, oh, what's the giant one called? The one with the literal, Ironhide? like, wrecking ball testicles. <laughs> Ironhide? No, it was the, the uh, Devastator. The one oh, where, that like, was the one in the where, second. Like, five of them combined into like one thing. I like. I hate. Is that, that the one where he, he he works together with the two ghetto bots? Yes, that is that movie. Those racist ass bots. Oh, so so, <laughs> so, so much so bad, bad about that movie. Oh my god. I, that's why I tell everyone. I'm like, oh, you want to go watch watch Transformers one and then watch Bumblebee. Ignore all of the others. That's all you need to do. That's pretty that's fair. What I would highly recommend. I mean, by the, yeah. by the end of the series, I was just like literally watching the last bits of the movie rubbing my temples going like how did this get like greenlit like what this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen it's like i said when i watched the fourth one i watched it for free in imax and i wanted my money back i was very angry i definitely want my time Uh, back i wish it didn't exist (laughs) yeah that's oh god man i wish michael bay wasn't kidnapped by aliens and replaced with some weird copy at this point if i found Uh, him and john ridley man i might actually waste one of uh, one of the wishes to be like can i get my time back from watching all the transformers movies right (laughs) it's like dude him and ridley scott just someone abducted them in replacement said don't here make movies now and we, we just got terrible things uh but we also got uh tim blake nelson burn gorman uh, which we don't know their roles, all of their roles yet, but the director is, or Del, Del Toro is of course directing, but he's working with the animation director, Mark Gustafson and James, that is the fantastic Mr. Fox director. Oh, So I'm very excited that we have someone basically on the technical side for the animation as well. 
and of course del toro heading up the story itself so that's gonna be honestly that's now i never thought i'd be highly excited for a pinocchio movie um yeah. so I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm pumped about this this sounds really cool and the film itself uh there's no specific word on when this will happen uh just because also we've had um or i guess uh wait the film is set to debut in theaters and on Netflix. Uh, principal photography has been going on since fall 2019 in Oregon. Okay. Hmm. Uh, just because normally when it's a Del Toro movie, you get a lot of, you sometimes get delays and other stuff. Sometimes there's like kind of uh, creative differences between like the, the distributors and Del Toro. So we've seen like, I mean, just like an easy example is Justice League and I feel like Crimson Peak to a point, unless it was Mountains of Madness. So there's, he's, there's like a bunch of, it's hard to say what's more the movies that didn't come out or the movies that did come out uh, when it comes to Del Toro. And it's always sad because there's so many untapped things we never got that we don't totally want, but that's really cool. I'm looking forward to this. The other news is that James, guess what we can do now? Oh yeah. I saw an ad for this. (laughs) Like literally when I opened my phone this morning, I was scrolling through YouTube and I got an ad for the new mutants and it actually said underneath, ticket sales go on sale Friday. And it actually continued on to say, you read that right. Because yeah. it's like, is so, that unbelievable that like tickets are going on sale in America? For theaters? I didn't even know theaters were allowed to be open. At least not in the Bay Area. Yeah. So we got um, a whole list here. Uh, first off is Unhinged, that movie apparently where i think russell crowe literally chases a woman down for not apologizing during like a like car you know like she cut him off or something and so he literally chases her down to try to kill her and he's like why don't you say you're sorry that sounds like a very russell crowe thing isn't doesn't it sound like that south park episode where it's just russell crowe fighting people around the world yeah (laughs) it's just I'm like, this doesn't shock me. This is, we've been used to this for like decades now. Well, like one of the jokes in that was like, one of the people he like fought just like walked in front of his camera. He's like, hey, hey, don't you see this? There's people filming over here. What's the matter with you? I'm gonna fight you. We couldn't fight cancer. But we found someone with cancer. We're gonna go fight that person. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know if he actually. Oh beat no, Tugger shot himself. <laughs> Let's see, Tugger. Just like seeing that boat struggle to like get away from Russell Crowe's singing, and then just like losing hope and pulling out a cartoonish giant gun and blowing out its smokestack. It's just so funny, hey guys. If you haven't like, seen not that it, suicide in general is funny, but like especially that the last particular episode. thing. Yeah. You're gonna hear us during the Snyder Cut. We do the complete opposite. Yeah, but, you know, humor is humor. Um, like this thing is like it's funny when it happens to an anthropomorphic boat, not a real. Person. That's like <laughs> screaming for its life because it would rather die than listen to <laughs> Russell Crowe sing. Like let's just put that yeah. into perspective. But it's funny because I think Russell Crowe has an actual like music career. Not isn't he in Lay Miz? <laughs> oh God, I never watched that. But you might be right. Yeah, it's like him and Hugh Jackman, and they chase each other down. And he's like, it's basically just like Gladiator trying to kill Wolverine or something. I don't know, but. Uh, I'd watch that. Right? Yeah. If you haven't watched it yet, I mean, of course, I always highly recommend South Park. It's probably my favorite adult animated show out there, for sure. 
but uh, I don't remember what episode it was in. It was like one of the earlier seasons, but there's literally an episode where they just keep showing Russell Crowe fighting people. And it's so hilarious because the sidekick is an actual tugboat. It doesn't make any sense, but it just works. Uh, I think that episode was like they were trying to find or watch the Terrence like, and Phillip new trailer. Yeah, for the Terrence Phillip movie. And they knew it was going to play during this like one time slot. And that time slot was like for that show. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it was. Or you could just, at the very least, YouTube South Park Russell Crowe and you'll get yeah. everything you need, I'm sure. Uh, but okay, yeah, so I'm not sure where it's playing. So James, I'm on Fandango. I, I click Unhinged and it, t- it says like, tell me where, when I can buy tickets. And it just has like the notify me bell. Um, I wonder if I put in a different zip code uh, like, let's see, 91010, I, I'm just, let, I'm seeing, I have no idea. Yeah, so, I, I it's in select theaters, I don't know which states or cities are open. I'm pretty sure, just because of Newsom's law, uh, we don't have any theaters open in California. Yeah, I'd be shocked. At the very least, San Francisco. Um, so... I don't know where these movies are playing. If they're playing for you, um, if you would like to, if you if the movies are playing in your area, uh, please write us in at uh, sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. The of course the email will be in the uh, show notes. But if the theaters are open, I would love to hear what is going on. Like, is it just like the theaters open? Y'all could just go in. Or is it like, you know, is it spaced? Is there a limited capacity? Like, what exactly are they doing? And how many movies are they showing? And stuff like that. Just, you know, a full summary of like how this is going on for y'all. Because I'm very curious. But we have that. Uh, And then we also have three other films. On August 28th, in theaters, Friday will be The New Mutants, as well as Bill and Ted Face the Music. So... They promised it. They said it would happen in theaters. And so we're getting to Mutants, finally, after God knows how many delays we've gotten from it when it was already done. And then Bill and Ted, The Face uh, Face of Music, which is, of course, the third and final film, most likely. Uh, that is com- going to theaters, but also the same day will be on VOD. So it'll be on video on demand as well uh, for people to watch that if they can't go to the theaters or don't want to risk it. For us personally, obviously, that would be the way to go for us since we don't have any access to theaters. And if yeah. we really, really want to watch Bill and Ted right now, uh, I, once again, I could probably wait just because I still have a lot of other stuff to watch personally. Yeah, like as much as I love those original two movies, I never really it was asking for another one. So I'm pumped. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I just I'm not like excited to just, like I, I like I said, I have enough to watch. I'm OK for now. I can wait. Yeah, it's a thing that I want to watch at some point, but it's not like. Oh my god, I need to go see it now. Yeah. It'll depend too. Maybe I'll, I'll be like, oh, maybe I should give them their money so they can support them. But I like it, it'll mm. depend on the cost and everything. We'll see. And uh, three days later, on Monday, I don't know why Monday, uh, Tenet is getting early access. So I guess you'll have early access to Tenet. But if that's the case, I think then the normal release day will be uh, September 4th. I guess, if that's the Friday that week. Because on Fandango, it says uh, early access, Monday, August 31st. So I'm assuming, uh, I guess you could try it that day. And then after that, it's going to be September 4th. I'm not too sure. But Hmm. they're kind of putting them out there 
where when it's a time when not even all the theaters are open and not even the, some like entire states have theaters open at all. So, and not to mention limited capacity. So it's like Tenet and New Mutants promised theatrical releases. Like they said it, they would be theatrical after everything that would happen. This is it, which means they're kind of still being put out to die a little bit. Um, yeah, I kind of feel bad for Christopher Nolan because like, you know, it's just really unfortunate that he made a new movie and it was like highly anticipated. They advertised the crap out of it all over the place. And then a pandemic hits and they literally can't show it to anyone. Yeah. And of all the people, too, he's like the biggest proponent of theatrical uh, film, especially IMAX. I like the man that. films in IMAX. For, like, oh, yeah. Like I've always it's like I've, I've said it before. He I, I still consider him my favorite director. Uh, which, like, I know his last movie, Dunkirk, didn't do much for me. Uh, I was actually kind of like, this is like his worst movie besides Insomnia. But uh, I've still, like, loved, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy, Interstellar, Inception, uh, Memento, and the Prestige, stuff like that. Uh, I'm... So, James, this is where I'm curious and why I wanted to kind of, you know, normally we don't even talk about... We'll talk about the film delays sometimes, which finally they sort of stopped. But we've never really talked about just like, oh, movie tickets are going on sale besides like that AMC 15 cent thing. And I'm wondering. So right now, it seems like when theaters are opening back up, they're doing two things like one, they're getting these movies, it seems like. But also to kind of get people in, since there's also not much, they're basically uh, showing popular films again. I guess it's everything from, it sounds like, like the Avengers movies to, I guess, like maybe Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, other just big movies. Uh, usually the, the biggest hits from the history of probably like the last 30 years or so or something. And I'm very curious what's going to happen when either our theaters finally open or if they open, like, at the, I guess at that point, because it's too hard to say whether it's like everything goes down enough that we can finally open uh, just still like cautiously. Or is it going to be like, oh, we're not opening until there's a vaccine and stuff like that. It's hard to say. But yeah, I'm I want to know, like when they do open, if it's weeks or months from now, will we get a chance to still will they bring these movies to theaters for us again? For those that never got to see them. Like, I want to see Tenet in IMAX. I really do. Will we get that opportunity when they finally open? Will they just come back and say, like, you know, we're going to get more money. What would we have to lose, really? Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. Because, I don't know, I, I'd like to think that they might keep, like, Tenet at least in theaters for a little bit. Because they advertised it for so long. And if they're willing to bring back like even older movies just to have something in the theaters you know i don't see why they couldn't keep tenet and new mutants around for a bit but i don't know i'm i obviously do not run a a uh, theater chain or anything so i couldn't really say what's best for their business right now i just personally as a consumer will not feel safe going to movie theaters uh, or most most anywhere public, but like particularly movie theaters until I have a vaccine because like those are very enclosed spaces. 
you know, with recycled air. And I, I know they they sent me an email months ago uh, talking about how, like, what they're doing to ensure the safety of their, uh, at least AMC, I, I believe it was, uh, was saying what they're doing to ensure the safety of their con- uh, customers, like uh, putting up uh, screen filters on all of their um, their ventilation systems so that supposedly even though the air is, like, recycled, it'll, like, trap, like, pathogens and stuff like that, I would hope. Yeah. Uh, but still, you're in, like, I mean, it's a pretty room, but you're still in an enclosed room with, like, however many people. And, you know, it's not like, you know, the few times I've had to go to the doctor during this pandemic uh, time, you know, they most places you go, they will try to keep people sitting like a certain distance away from each other by like making only certain seats available. But how do you do that in a theater when like most people go to the theater with like two or three friends or something like that? Like it's not going to be as fun if you literally can't sit next to each other. And if they're not doing that, then how are they going to keep other groups from uh, being too close to each other? You know? So I don't know. I think, I think it's just like a huge like migraine for whoever is trying to deci- uh, decide who like when they open up and how because yeah without there being a vaccine to like actually definitively protect you know the people of, of the world like i don't know just going into any public space like this is going to be dangerous inherently yeah and i i think i personally like part of me keeps having that weird mindset where I'm just like, if they open it's space, maybe I'll try it. If it's like really like that whole, like when we were talking about the 15 cent thing and we're like, Oh, what if we tried to actually buy out the theater and it's yeah. just like four people in a theater for 120 people. And it's just like, yeah, all right. Um, but realistically speaking, as much as I do want to see these movies, I would have to probably just stick with the VOD version if I really wanted to watch them. Uh, and like, my hope though it's like i said like i'm fine with them when our theater finally opens up and maybe there's still like those couple movies that are released at that time i would love it if they'd put these movies out again like all the movies that maybe some of the movies that were kind of screwed during quarantine and released on vod or some like all these movies tenet new mutants specifically of course uh because i could tell you if let's say the vaccine vaccines get released and it is completely safe to go out again i would probably if all those movies are there i would go to the movies almost every day i would probably like i would make it my not my duty but i would make it my like goal to go and just watch all of them and enjoy myself in these theaters with probably different groups of people each time because i'm sure some friends want to watch one thing while other friends want to watch another thing so I've, I'd, I'd just be checking all of them out i'd be watching them probably like at the alamo uh in imax either at like amc or century and if it's not playing at the Alamo, I'd probably go to Century or something. So, like, I, I would, I would just enjoy it. I would, I would, I would go like crazy on it, no problem. But I think if until the vaccine is there, I wouldn't do it just because not even for myself. Just you know, like I said, people, not everyone is able to take it if anything bad happens. James has an autoimmune disease, or if if deficiencies would be bad for yeah. him. I take a medication to um, manage my Crohn's disease, which, <clears throat> excuse me, the medication is an immune suppressant. So it, like, I, I don't know how severe my case of COVID would be if I were to get it. So that's why I've just been like 
I feel like I'm probably on the more paranoid side of things, but I like really avoid people if I if I can. Yeah, we've only seen each other. I want to say like three times during yeah. this whole thing, which we do like distanced walking, and we've both really not gone anywhere for the most part. Like me, I barely. I would say once a week, I run into a place, grab food, and run out, and I'm like, yeah, food. <laughs> yeah, I'll <laughs> that's go out it. for like walks and stuff, but I'll give people like a wide berth yeah. if I can. And I think the closest person I get to is my comic book shop dealer. And there's like so many rules now within that shop, like straight up, dude. Uh, you're allowed, if there's people waiting, you're allowed 15 minutes and there's only two people on the store. Uh, if it's like a group of people, then no one's allowed in the store until that, that group is done. Like, it's just like, nope. Um, and then of course they have like hand sanitizer everywhere and whatnot. And if you don't have a mask, you're screwed because uh, you're not allowed in. But yeah, it's like, that's the only when I, I remember when I saw him, I was like, hey, has, has, did you read this? I just wanted to I want to talk to you about it. Did you read this? <laughs> we yeah. Talking. Um, yeah. So like I my, my own family, you know, they're autoimmune deficiencies as well. So I don't want to I don't want to risk it for them and everything else. Um, if you like if everyone noticed too, like currently during COVID, a lot of my friends I've known that were out with other people or like out somewhere in a city have all left. They've all had headed back to their families like everyone's pretty much with their families right now it's crazy like i don't even know any friends i think currently there's very few friends i know that aren't with like their parents and stuff like it's crazy uh just because also it's like oh we moved out of this place like we moved to the city to like live in the city but we're not really living in this city so yeah. we might as well just save money and go back home like i think one of my friends a uh, couple are actually they put all their stuff into storage and they just left the apartment and the, like the lease is done and they're just going back to like i think uh one of them it's her parents house i want to say and they're just gonna stay there uh until like next spring yeah that makes sense yeah so it's, it's just like this is just how it's going uh but yeah that's the movies and we're pretty much waiting but we are hoping when things are better we could just watch all of them because i want to watch all of them when it when it happens i i love theatrical experiences like i i love movie theaters i would rather go to a movie theater and enjoy that and potentially sneak food in because i hate the concession prices uh it's then then be at home watching one which is fun still but still like movies are great and uh next up is our gaming news which is just destiny 2 uh you'll probably just see it labeled as destiny 2 news for the most part honestly uh but we have full details on the vaulting uh Everything from what strikes and maps are leaving to activities. And of course, like kind of uh, reiteration on the planets that are going as well. And let me pull up. Uh, I had the full article here. Okay. So this, of course, is happening. Uh, for those that don't remember, uh, year four kicks off November 10th. And that is when Beyond Light starts. That is season... Uh, 12 is it 12 james we're in season 11 yeah we're currently in season 11 okay yes the season 12 uh so you basically still have everything you need to do get it done before november 10th you have about september what less than three months about is it three months yeah 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 it's like it's towards the end of august now so we got september and october and then november it's I would say you got about two and a half months, yeah, uh, more or less. 
I think more uh, a little bit a little over yeah a little a little less than three months. Well, if we'll it's say. like the 23rd today, and, and it's the 10th though, so that's like it's another tenth on that it, that's uh, like a half. So it's like yeah, about two and a half months. Yeah, so two and a half months. Uh, you'll you have two and a half months to get everything done, which I'm still doing. I'm actually uh, well. Talk, I think we could talk a little bit about how we her doing in Destiny right after this, but um, so everything leaving, we already know the planets, uh, Io, Titan, or planets and moons. Sorry, Io, Titan, Mars, and Mercury, and the Leviathan in general are all leaving. Uh, with that leaving are all the activities. So for Mars, we're not going to have escalation protocol anymore. Uh, we're not going to have the infinite force from Mercury. Uh, we're not going to have... Um, I don't think there's anything special on Titan and Io, to be honest. But uh, we're not going to have any of those. Uh, but more in detail here is what's being vaulted specifically from all the activities and the activities themselves. So we're going to start off here with the strikes. I'm just going to go down the list. So the following strikes are leaving. Uh, and I guess we could... Do you think we should just say also what's staying? as well or just leaving uh just just leaving i guess you can imply that like anything we don't talk about is still staying yeah yeah that that works too all right so this is what's moving into the vault uh in regards to strikes uh all both io strikes so the pyramidian strike and the festering core strike which i want to say festering core strike was actually one of the newer strikes um but that strike is leaving uh titan's strike sabathun's song is leaving I'm gonna be honest. I'm like tired of yeah Sabathun's song. Like, so I'm good with it. I'm I'm tired of hearing Taco 3's voice. Yeah, like I kind of like that mission just because it's interesting that the the hive are like somehow harvesting guardians to make void crystals and stuff. But yeah, there's only so many times you can fight that shrieker at the end that you're just like, okay, I'm kind of done with this one. No, go away. Don't come down here. <laughs> it's like, we're coming We're coming down anyway, just like we do every week. I was telling Chris, uh, that, like, maybe I would give more of a shit of, like, Tycho 3 dying or sacrificing his- herself if we had met her, like, in person one time or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up is Mars. Both strikes here. Strange Terrain, where, you know, you fight Nocris and Will of the, Thous- Will of the Thousands, where you fight Zol. Uh, which I think out of all of them, the one I probably will miss the most will be Will of the Thousands, just because it's fun to fight Zul, even though it was kind of like, you wanted more from it, yeah. but it was still like... I still hate cool fight how giant anticlimactic worm. fighting that worm god was, because I literally, when we when I first got to that point, I was like, okay, there's there's no way that we actually kill it here. There's no way we, we just shoot a worm god and it dies, and then it does, so... Yeah, at least we're going to get more from Nocris, though. That's pretty cool. That's true. Like, I've been, I have been. I like that they're bringing him back. Yeah, I've been finding it really interesting doing the means to an end uh, quest every week, and Nocris has been talking to us. Yeah, Mark Hamill, you're great. That's... Yeah. Oh, that's right, man. I that's Mark Hamill. That. I found that only because I also was in the Fireteam chat, and they're like, that's Mark Hamill. And I was like, that's Mark Hamill. Uh, uh, but yeah, awesome. he's the voice of Nocris. And uh, Mercury, we're losing the Tree of Probabilities strike as well as the uh, Garden World strike. So we're losing all those strikes. That's about uh, seven strikes uh, that are leaving. We will still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, eleven strikes plus uh, we're getting both... Uh, we're getting three strikes basically from Cosmodrome, 
as well as one from Europa. So we're gaining four strikes, even though we're losing seven. It's not necessarily bad. It's also like I'm okay with all this, guys, because because I want I want more space on my PlayStation. Like above all else, I just want more space. That's gonna be fantastic, and I want less stuff that I have to do. Uh, just for someone that wants to play other games. But that's all the strikes. Uh, and then Gambit is next here. So keep in mind, that, so what they said is, uh, this is what is in their post. So as a reminder, Gambit and Gambit Prime will be merging into a single experience when year four kicks off. Uh, the new version of Gambit will be similar to Gambit Prime as a single round face-off with tweaked blockers, heavier remote drain, and some changes to the primeval fight. Uh, we will give more details on these updates before the revamped mode goes live next season. Uh, so just keep that on in mind. Uh, I guess what do you what do you think about that, James? What do you what do you prefer, Gambit Prime or Gambit? Because it seems like it'll have um, some Gambit aspects, but more Prime focused. Yeah, on the one hand, I normally just play regular Gambit because it's slightly less stressful than Gambit Prime. But on the other hand, I really like that Gambit Prime is only the one round. Because it makes it way, way faster. Like, I, I stopped playing Gambit for a while. And I, and I picked it up again recently because I've been trying to get Chris through, like, the old stuff uh, before it all goes away and stuff like that. And so we started getting to things that's, like, do Gambit. Especially for the Solstice Armor that I had to do at least 10 Gambit matches. Uh, and I didn't feel like explaining to him the differences between regular Gambit and Gambit Prime. I figured I'd start him off on the regular one. Mm. And I forgot how long those matches can go sometimes. Like, if you have a really good team that knows what they're doing and you're going up against another team that has no idea what they're doing, you could probably win, like, the two rounds super fast. But if you're not, that stuff, that, like, one Gambit match can go on for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, like, it takes time. And I forgot about that. So I'm honestly kind of fine with them just saying like, well, you know, for sim simplicity's sake, instead of doing two versions, we'll just do the one. Like, I'm fine with that. It's just kind of like any other multiplayer for the most part. Uh, well, yeah. I guess there's still rounds in other Crucible. We'll get to that soon enough. Uh, but this one is interesting. So for the maps, uh, unlike Strikes and other PvE content, uh, the Gambit playlist map selection is a best of list and is one of those edge cases we mentioned above. We felt it's important to keep select gamut maps in rotation for the best competitive play, regardless of their destination's fictional state. So, uh, the maps that are leaving uh, are just two. We've only had six maps altogether, but we're losing Cathedral of Scars in the Dreaming City, which, if I remember correctly, was the it was like basically the one that had the scorn or usually Cabal in it. And then we're losing Kell's Grave in the Tangled Shore. So we're honestly that's losing. That's what I'm thinking of. Is that the one with like the, the all the pits, like the acid pits and stuff? I think so. Um, I hate that one. I fall in that pit in those pits so freaking often it, that I'm fine losing that. Oh one. wait, Kel's great. Um, it might or may not be. Unless you're thinking, are you talking about like the Vex milk areas? No, 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 no. That you Vex is very different architecture. So that one, I would, I think it's the scorned one because it's made of a bunch of like makeshift stuff so it makes sense that it would be the tangled shore okay yeah i'm thinking of legion's folly is probably the one with the vex milk but yeah so those two are leaving which is interesting because those are the both like like specific locations of like the forsaken locations where we're keeping the edz nessus titan and mars locations yeah that's really interesting huh. uh why but uh so this is a one note as we perform maintenance on the activity 
Gambit Prime armor perks will be depreciate deprecated. Uh, we are exploring ways to rebalance and reintroduce some of these perks as armor mods in the future. Uh, alongside these changes, we'll be rotating some maps into the DCV while retaining popular arenas for the mode. Uh, so uh, we won't. James Gambit Prime armor will now be, of course, because of the light level. And anyway, it's going to be ending. But Prime armor is going to be useless which i kind of like because I, I don't like having to grind for all those different armor sets personally yeah i honestly never got that deep into gambit to start getting my own gambit prime armor because i i don't think i ever actually finished a reckoning i did because that was originally the only way to get like um gnawing hunger before in this season as well as um oh, that's doomsday the grenade before. launcher as well yeah Dude, gnawing hunger is a fucking beast of an auto right i love that's pretty much become my most used gun i want to say the last two seasons uh that's great it's fantastic uh so that's gambit uh which we'll talk more about like other modes i think like reckoning and stuff soon but next up is crucible these are of course the three main modes uh but this one is crucible uh like gambit the new crucible map playlist will be a curated best of mix and will be pulled from both destiny one and destiny 2's legacy uh, which is cool, you know, Have it uh, good to have D1 maps, yeah. especially since, you know, D1's over. Uh, here is a look at the planned rotation in year four, as well as the maps being vaulted. So, uh, the maps we're losing are... I didn't realize there were so many. Yeah, dude. Uh, so, Meltdown, Solitude, Retribution, the Citadel, Emperor's Respite, uh, Equinox, Eternity, Firebase Echo, Gambler's Run, Legions, Gulch, and Vostok. I was like, Vostok? We're losing Vostok? Uh, dang. Yeah, I like Vostok. Oh, oh well. Yeah, that, that's like the only one I was like, oh, dang, that's, that's a good one, though. Uh, but we're, the others, um, we're keeping pretty much all of the others. And which is still, we're losing less than half, but it's sort of close to half. I would say we're, like, we're losing maybe a third or something i'm not too sure it's like i would say it's like we're losing 20 like 25 to 30 percent or something like that um her that's like 40 percent. honestly i think we're losing 40 percent. really it's like 40 percent of the maps are going uh but of course we're gonna get new stuff uh i think you know new maps for the new locations for like europa and whatnot uh and then james uh it goes further because uh, we're taking the opportunity to focus Crucible experience by reducing the number of PvP playlists and modes to those that receive the most play. This will increase the matchmaking pools for the remaining playlists and make it easier to find matches with better connections. We'll have a full preview of Crucible changes later this season, but here's a preview of modes that will be active and modes that will be transitioning into the vault. So the modes that are leaving is pretty much, uh, honestly, like half. Half of them are leaving. Uh, Supremacy's leaving. Countdown's leaving. Lockdown's leaving. Breakthrough's leaving. Doubles is leaving, which I'm sure we'll just get that during Crimson Days. Uh, Momentum Control's leaving, and Scorched is leaving. I honestly don't care. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, what's staying, really, is the, the important, you know, Rumble is the free-for-all. Clash is Team Deathmatch. Control is the one everyone likes to play anyway. Usually everyone likes to play Control. An Iron Banner yeah. is Control. Uh, elimination, which is like training for Trials, which is basically just even harder yeah. Elimination. Which I may have to do some Trials later today if I can. And then Survival, which is, you know, the competitive play. I play that a lot. 
Uh, Mayhem Clash, of course, uh, for those that don't know, is the one where it's just, like the wacky one where your light level yeah, just or, instantly recharges. Yeah, your abilities recharge like crazy, so it's just like supers all the time. Yeah. It's super fun. That one is really, I'm glad they're keeping that one. And then Showdown, which is probably out of the one shown or the one is like the only one I don't really uh, touch. But uh, it does say expect momentum control and Scorch to return at some point during year four. Uh, so just keep an eye out for those. Uh, which momentum control, I believe, is uh, similar to Mayhem Clash. I can't remember exactly. And they said basically trials won't be affected at all by this. And then next up is e the uh, raids and dungeons, James. So no dungeons will be rotating into the vault this November, as all dungeon hosting destinations will remain active during year four, which is true. Uh, Shattered Throne is in the Dreaming City, which is staying, and Pit of Heresy is on the moon, which is staying. Uh, prophecy, though, uh, the dungeon will become temporarily unavailable for a brief period after this season uh, for the team to make a necessary technical update, but then it'll be re-released at a later time in the year. So uh, just know Prophecy will be gone. So get, get your time in on that while you can. I still haven't actually touched that one. but Yeah, uh, I, I only recently tried to do uh, Pit of Heresy, although I, I was like, I didn't feel like doing matchmaking or not matchmaking. There's no matchmaking for it. I didn't feel like looking for someone in the vault or no. What am I talking about? The, the, the app to find mm. a third person. So I was like, well, you know, if there's triumphs for finishing this solo, I could probably just get no. me and Chris to do it. It'll be fine. No. And we, we got to the final boss oh, you and did? we, we got to the final boss and we probably could have killed him eventually. But it got to be like one in the morning and we were just like tired and it was taking like forever to actually kill him uh just because there's so many ads like if we had had one more person to help us with the ads it might have been a lot easier but it like we got to the final damage phase that we finally did we got i guess a little bit too close to the boss and he slammed his sword down and it that didn't kill us but knocking us both into like i think it knocked chris into a wall it killed him and knocked me into a pit so i could just be like uh, oh no i can see i'm gonna die but i'm gonna try to save myself but i don't have enough like lift to do it so i think i think Classic. we still have the final checkpoint active but yeah do uh, it before reset uh just lfg yeah. it uh have someone join you because you're still doing it on xbox right yeah yeah um yeah, yeah so finishing it shouldn't be hard but i was just like oh man <laughs> that sucked <laughs> yeah so uh like i said prophecy is the only one you if you want to get stuff into before whatever change it is uh, and then it will be back for everyone uh after that is of course the raids which we are losing most of them uh yeah. which i'm not also complaining for this one just because it also lightens the load a lot uh considering the leviathan itself is pretty much made up of the raids as well as like the menagerie activity uh but moving into the vault is leviathan uh eater of worlds the raid layer Spy of Stars, the Raid Lair, Scourge of the Past, which is actually in on Earth, technically, and Crown of Sorrows. So, of course, we're keeping Last Wish and Garden of Salvation. Though I will say, uh, if you do specifically Scourge and Levi uh, Scourge and Crown, uh, the armor you can get now, uh, it does work. Uh, it is seasonal armor for, uh, uh, what do you call it, Arrivals? So it'll work for the rest of the year. Mm, uh, okay. So you'll at least be able to keep that raid armor and just put that. I would say like those are the couple armor uh, sets you may want to put in your vault uh, and just claim those while you can. I don't know. I think my only complaint about them taking the raids out 
is that well, partly because I haven't played most of these, which that's mostly my fault, I guess. But so I understand the major- uh, the majority of vaulting places and activities for places that are like going away because I'm guessing story reasons they're going to get rid of Nessus and Mars and the other ones. But the Leviathan is a ship. It can move. Like, it's why still can't like a Leviathan a, survive? It's still a set place with, like, the full uh, programming of making those massive, like, the Leviathan's a massive place. Uh, it is. So, I don't know. It just feels like they could keep these raids if they wanted to because like story-wise there would be a reason why the leviathan could just like get out of harm's way or whatever and just be somewhere else in the solar system like it could be its own location that's the thing though they're still too large for space that's what i'm like yeah so i'm i'm not gonna sit here and tell them how to do their jobs because obviously they would know how to do it much better than me uh i'm just a little bit you should have been you gotta you gotta put what i told that's the thing i told i just need to I just need to plan some days where I like actually take time to do the raids because that's the main thing is that, like I never feel like spend uh, like dedicating a chunk of my day to doing a raid because it could either go very smoothly and you can get through the Leviathan raid at the very least in like an hour if you know what you're doing. Uh, I think the world record was like a half hour or something like that. Uh, but if it goes wrong, you could be sitting there for like hours and get nothing done. So I think I just like, I keep wanting to focus on the other things that I know I can get done in the meantime. And I've just been pushing off the raids, but I don't know. It's that's my only complaints with this, uh, with all of this destiny vaulting stuff. It's like, I don't like the raids are such a huge thing about the end game. It's like, it's what you're supposed to work towards to do. And it's not like they're getting rid of all the raids. And plus, we're getting a new one. And they also said the Vault of Glass is coming back, too. Yeah, so we're getting two literally, next year. Literally, that was like one of my favorite raids in Destiny 1, which is crazy because it was the first one. Yeah. It was just so well done. And like the visuals of it were so cool. Like fighting Atheon in that glass room was so cool. But I don't know. Uh, like I said, it feels like they could have just had Leviathan be its own location at this point. But if it's really just becoming a problem and they if they see on their records that like no one plays the Leviathan raids anymore, then who am I to tell them to hold on to it just for me? Yeah, I, um, I guess we could just as we go through kind of talk about how we've been playing it. Like, I guess going back to Pit, I actually just finished my second run on it um, yeah. with one of my clanmates. We two manned it and dude, I finished we got uh, I got all of the. Uh, what is it the cryptoglyphs or the the ciphers those little like collectibles on the moon those little glowing pieces uh-huh. uh those are the last ones i needed so i finished that lore oh man i, finished I, didn't the lore re- set. I didn't even think that there were some in there the only thing i went in that i got in there that i knew was there was the last ghost yeah no there's a there's a all of those are there uh there's like five or six i want to say and then the last ghost was there so i knocked them all out in oh, once wow. so i finished both the uh, the Lost Ghost uh, book, as well as the, uh, I think it's the Inquisition of the Dam book. So now I'm done with all of yeah. the moon lore. All the Shadowkeep lore is complete. All I have left, James, is Truth to Power, which I've been doing the uh, the cheese where you do like two in one week instead of like one every three weeks. Um, so I'll be done with that before this season's up for sure. I only think I, I need, it'll be done in the next nine weeks probably. 
um, which is still a while, but it's still like, you know, that's before the season ends. That's that's insane. That's like over two months. Yeah. Um, We'll see how it goes. Um, Maybe it'll be sooner. I have to double check because it's like, I think I have like five or six pieces left. If it's either of those, then I'm stuck to basically, yeah, the next uh, nine, but we'll see. Uh, All I have is Truth to Power. I have the... Um, what was it? The, uh, oh, there's, uh, the lore from doing just the, the crown of sorrows raid. When you run through it, you get the lore pieces. Uh, I think one more run or my second run for crown, I'll have it. And then the final one is the lore pieces from doing trials. So that'll be probably that and truth to power will be the ones I'll be doing. I think actually I'll get the, there's lore for trials. Yes. Uh, if you see a question mark on a lore book, that's probably that one. Uh, so I think I'll probably, because of Solstice, I will get the Trials lore before I get Truth to Power done. But once Truth to Power is done, I will be finished with getting all lore, which will be fantastic. And I'll get the Chronicler seal. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but in regards to the raids, dude, like, um, you should have played with me, man. I just, I always yeah. told you, I always told you, and you're like, nah, I'm gonna go play with my brother or not at all. And I'm just like, just play with me, bro. Well, and- like... I don't know. I think one of the problems that I keep having is like, so I've finally gotten Chris up to like close to current light level, at least without doing the raid stuff. Because I think we're both at like just past 1050. Yeah. uh, And the max is like 1060 right now. Uh, So I'm at the point where we could do raids, but like he keeps getting distracted on like other side things, which is not like we're getting nothing done We're we've been mostly working on our exotic quests and stuff so like i've got i got the monarch i got the jotun i'm working on thorn and, and lumina but we just keep putting off the raid stuff so it is mostly on me that i i should just be like hey tomorrow we're doing a raid yeah and good luck too because i mean i remember you know we used to do lfg for raids all the time and we would be there for hours sometimes just wasting our time trying to do it Sometimes I'm hoping that because there might still be a bunch of people trying to finish their their uh, triumphs before that finishes. I'm hoping that there might be more people doing Leviathan raids and stuff. I think there will be. I think you'll find some um, because, like I said, like we were um, we were in one clan together and it kind of switched to another clan because there's like clan drama, which was hilarious. But after yeah. we both left it, um, I had been, I actually did an LFG for Eater of Worlds Prestige. And I met up with the clan there and they took me on. And uh, I made friends with them. I even got a couple of my coworkers that worked with me uh, to jump on too. And it was cool, but until uh, there was a little bit more drama, a little bit, and a bunch of the main people left. Uh, the leader was still there, and he was yeah. really cool. But at this point, I don't know if the group even exists because at some point my raid banner disappeared. So unless they like kicked me because I like literally wasn't playing Destiny for months, which I wouldn't blame them. Like it, that group might not even exist anymore. I don't even know. Yeah, for me that was like it's for us. Like that was three clans ago for me. Like I'm. Now in another clan that uh, one of my people, she uh, she told me where she went to and I checked it out and it was like one of those mega clans where it's like, oh, this is a clan that has sub clans because, you know, the clan capacity. So there was like, yeah, it's only like 100 uh, Spart- Spartans. Yeah. <laughs> no, Guardians. That's the right word. Yeah. They, and it's a uh, get glimmer. They they're they do like recruiting a lot. So it's fine to say their name. I, I won't say the oh, other. That's what GG I- is. Yeah, that's what GG <laughs> is. It's get glimmer. 
Uh, so if you ever saw them, like there was, it's so big that there was a Get Glimmer one, a Get Glimmer two, a Get Glimmer three, and a Get Glimmer four, as well as a full like PVP sweat clan called No, uh, I think it was called Mercy Rule. And uh-huh. <laughs> uh, over time, just they've been refining their requirements and taking out inactives to where they then merged. And they've taken other clans in, like they've merged with smaller clans and just kind of absorbed them. Uh, but they went down to like, they got rid of GG4, merged people in. I was in GG3 and then they took down GG3. So I was putting, uh, there's like a sub portion of us with our own Discord group that basically we mainly raid with each other, but we're still part of the clan. Uh, it's just like, overall active so we still act we play with the other players too but we mainly do stuff with ourselves and the clan knows it too but uh we were all put in the gg2 uh so it's really now like three sub clans but i yeah it's, i think it's three sub clans now and james uh our raids go fast i did garden of salvation in 40 minutes and we can knock out three like uh most raids we do in less than an hour now like i don't if it's a, I've never done a raid with them where we're there for two hours. That's like unheard of now, where it's like raids that are over hours with any of these raids too. Could you help me out? Because <laughs> I literally, I don't even care to do them like every week. I just need to, I just want to get them done once so that I could buy that raid ring, which is a bad idea, but I want it. I would, James, but you're playing with your brother on Xbox and we're on PlayStation, so you're kind of screwed. <laughs> no, I could tell him just, just like, dude, I haven't played with Comrade in like fucking months, like get off my dick <laughs> i'll i'll talk to them i'll see because uh unfortunately you can't join them no that um, i wouldn't i wouldn't say like make me part of your clan because you said that they're looking for like 30 raid clears per yeah raid, so this and is I'm like there's no way i'm gonna qualify for that so don't even bother i i would just want some help or whatever yeah, no for sure um yeah because they they made it now it was actually their requirement was insane for people joining because they were requiring like 30 scourge clears and some other stuff and there was a lot of pushback because everyone was like why are you putting asking for clears for uh raids that are about to leave like that doesn't make sense so i think it's being refined to now everyone universally has the same requirements where you need 15 last wish clears and 30 garden clears and uh i had someone checked for me and they're like, dude, you only have seven last wish. And I was like, oh, dang, how is that possible? So I'll be doing more of that, which isn't hard. Like, I've been doing that a bunch anyway, and I'm still trying to get uh, one. I'm still trying to get freaking 1,000 voices, which is terrible uh, in terms of RNG of getting that freaking exotic. Uh, everyone knows 1K, but like, uh, Garden, I had zero. And I need 30 before November. So everyone's like, we'll do at least three a week. And I already did my three. Like, it was the first time I've really used my Warlock and a Titan in forever. I'm basically taking these characters out of retirement now. I'm going into full three character mode for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's been cool getting the raids done. I'm actually going getting to that point where soon enough, I should be done where I won't need to do any more crowns or scourges, I think. If I can get... Um, specifically crown is like the one none of my clan want to do and i still need to get like the tarava exotic as well as like some of the gear and the lore and stuff so i'm like trying to prod everyone like come on that's like the one i need and everyone's like now we're just doing scourge last wishing garden bro and i'm just mm-hmm. like come on please do it right, um, well like seeing as you have like an actual work schedule and i don't just let me know when you want to do a raid and just ask if i want to do it and i'll probably be like yeah sure no, for just... sure, yeah, because they're, they're scheduling, like, they're making the garden runs for me. They're like, let's get Cam his raids, so 
Uh, usually Ferrars, like we're trying to set it. They've been on different days, but we'll see. Like today, I think later today in like four hours, I'm doing a Eater of Worlds prestige run because we're still trying to get the Telesto catalyst before that's mm, gone. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's the raids. Uh, we're getting close though to getting more. So, okay, here's where there's more detail. <laughs> I know, like I said, guys, this is like a, this is more like a mix of what we're doing currently in destiny as well as like this, this stuff. So it's like, it goes hand in hand. It's its own topic. Uh, but next up here is the, uh, exotic quest, James. So this is more, uh, to you and it's under the banner completing your collection. So this is just the yeah. first part of it, which is the exotic quest. So as content enters the vault, there will be some exotic quests that can obviously no longer be completed in the original form. Those quests will be retired on the 10th of November and incomplete progress abandoned. So if you didn't complete it, whether you have the quest or or don't have the quest, if it's not done, it is abandoned automatically. Uh, if you want to acquire these exotics via their original quest, do so prior to the end of the season. And those guns are uh, Sturm, Mata Multi-Tool, Rat King, Legend of Acreus, Sleeper Simulant, Polaris Lance, World Line Zero, Ace of Spades, The Last Word, Lamarnarch, Jotun, Izengi's Burden, Izengi's, is it yeah, Izanagi's, sorry, Izanagi's Burden, dang it, uh, Thorn, Lumina, Truth, and Bad Juju. Uh, none of these legacy exotics are being retired from Destiny 2, so you can still get them. Uh, their original acquisition journeys are simply entering the vault alongside their supporting destination and activity content. Oh, so uh, we could you just get them randomly now? Uh, it says we will. We still want new and existing players to be able to earn these legacy exotics. So starting year four, any exotic tied to a quest that has been vaulted, uh, like those listed above, will now become available uh, through a new memorial kiosk situated among the vault kiosks in the tower. Okay, that's not that yeah. bad. Uh, we'll have more information later this season on how the exotic archives work and how to earn any exotics that you don't get your hands on before year four. Um, I have all those so i'm good james so the, are there any the in the, that list that you don't have yeah the only two that i don't have are truth which i'm getting pretty close to the end of that quest i think i have like two more steps to do um and the world line zero yeah that one's that one's fun uh i just got the catalyst which i just found out what the catalyst i need to do for it and i got really angry but we'll get into catalyst in just a second actually uh now you may be asking hey this is actually me. This, hey, what? And they put it in quotes. Hey, what about the catalyst previously acquired through content that's now in the, the vault? Here is the list of catalysts that are going into the vault and will be unavailable to earn starting in season 12. So the catalysts are going. You can't get these catalysts, James. You can't upgrade the weapon. You're screwed. Uh, yeah, this is the list. The bad juju one. Uh, bad juju, the huckleberry, Izanagi's burden. Legend of Acreus, Polaris Lance, Skyburner's Oath, Sleeper Simulant, Telesto, Outbreak Perfected, Whisper of the Worm, and World Line Zero. Uh, for me personally, I actually just recently got Bad Juju's done. Uh, I've been like, I, I've been grinding to get the Tribute Hall Triumphs finished so I could get it. And I did. It's masterworked. I'm good to go. Uh, the ones I don't have, though, are Skyburner's Oath, which I need to do. I just literally, it's uh, normal or prestige Leviathan runs, uh, and it'll be an RNG drop. Uh, Telesto, which is from Eater of Worlds Prestige, and Outbreak Perfected, you have to do the uh, Heroic Zero Hour, 
and world line zero i just got the catalyst but it requires a lot of uh escalation protocol work um so those are the four i, I still need uh james what do you still out of those need uh probably a few like i like i said i i know i haven't done the bad juju one i don't even have an is an augie's burden oh i guess that would also be another thing <laughs> exotic that i need to get uh totally forgot about that one um that one is an augie i believe is in um heroic menagerie uh okay that would explain yeah it's a heroic menagerie drop um yeah yeah i don't even have an outbreak perfected oh man i might be missing like most of these actually Gotcha. Um, yeah, so if you have these catalysts already equipped and their objectives completed, you can continue using them at your leisure. Uh, if you already have any catalysts with an asterisk, make sure you finish completing the necessary objectives to apply it as the objective will no longer be available at the end of the season of arrivals. So what it means is uh, for bad juju through Skyburner's Oath, um... Or Bad Juju, Huckleberry, Izanagi's Burden, Legend of Acreus, Polaris Lance, and Skyburner's Oath. Uh, you can still, like, if you get the Catalyst, you can still Masterwork them. You don't have to complete the Catalyst before the season's over. Uh, as long as you have the Catalyst, it's fine. It's, like, more or less, like, getting kills uh, in specific acti- Like, usually either in general or Crucible. Uh, but specifically with Sleeper, Telesto, Outbreak, Whisper, and Worldline all require specific activities. So Worldline requires escalation, which is why the catalyst will not be achievable even if you have it. Uh, Whisper requires the Whisper, uh, like the actual activity. Uh, That won't be there, so you can't require it. Same with Outbreak and uh, Heroic uh, Zero Hour. Uh, Telesto, the raid... Or Telesto's... What was Telesto's? I forget what... I don't know what Telesto's is, and Sleeper was um i believe also escalation related but that was also because it was the iculus weapons that were related for it oh that's why um sleeper is related to the uh black armory if i remember correctly that might be why it was either that or is an augie's burden i for i'm actually honestly i don't remember how i got the sleeper stimulant oh no wasn't that um the nascent dawn quest maybe it was that that might have been it yeah that's why okay uh, all these catalysts will come out of the vault and be made available with new objectives if needed in a future season. So it doesn't sound like it'll be this coming season, but we'll get them eventually. But it's just like, you know, if you don't want to wait or, you know, you don't want to risk it, get them all you can. Uh, and then we get to what you still didn't answer my question. What goes away when a destination is vaulted when a destination and it says a uh, the answer is when a destination enters the vault, it's PVE content will no longer be available explicitly. This includes uh, the story missions and cinematics, uh, which, of course, they talked about uh, year one. So uh, the Red War campaign, the tra- the uh, Osiris, the Christopher Osiris campaign, the War Mine campaign will all be gone in terms of story missions and cinematics. Uh, strikes, uh, we already talked about that. The raids, we talked about that. Dungeons, we talked about that. All the adventures on those planets, so all the adventures as well as uh, secret missions on Io, Titan, Mercury, and Mars will be gone. Uh, I guess the uh, adventures will still be there for the other planets, though, even if they were year one adventures. Uh, the secret, uh, the vendors associated and associated bounties. So of course, uh, we won't have uh, failsafe Asher. Um, 
No, wait, no, Failsafe will still be here. Sorry. Uh, Sloan, Asher, uh, Brother Vance, and Anna Bray. Uh, maybe they'll be at the tower, I think. That's what we've heard is, like, they'll be at the tower after. But basically, them and their uh, bounties won't be there, as well as uh, Benedict and the other frame that worked with Callus as well. And, of uh, course, the Tribute Hall. Warner. Warner, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, collectibles, scannables. Uh, so any lore pieces, collectibles you're missing from those places, get them while you can as well. Uh, you're basically going to have incomplete lore books if you don't get them like i do with the freaking um kraken marn constellations from the uh those recent seasons uh patrols of course and then the destination specific activities which is maybe what you want to hear so the mercury forge the uh mars escalation protocol uh, and then freely roaming to the destinations themselves exploring the lost sectors uh, etc uh, and another question, what will new Guardians experience if the Year One campaigns are going away? So, with some of the core Year One destinations entering the vault, it's true that the free-for-all players, Red, that the free-for-all players, Red War, Osiris campaigns will no longer be available. Uh, we are building a new expanded Guardian origin story on the Cosmodrome that will launch alongside Year Four and will be available to all Guardians to play. It is designed to introduce you to the world and mechanics of Destiny and prepare you to play the action MMO we all enjoy. The Forsaken and Shadowkeep story campaigns will still be playable in the year four for owners of those expansions. Uh, question. What's happening to the Whisper and Zero Hour Secret Missions and their exotic rewards? Uh, the Whisper is entering the vault alongside Io, and so is Zero Hour, given that the Old Tower was part of the Red War campaign, which is also entering the vault. Their exotic uh, weapon rewards will not be acquirable until we find a new way to introduce them. So if you're too, if you're keen to get them, make sure you do that now. Uh, another question. With the Forsaken campaign, Tingled Shore and Dreaming City sticking around and after Beyond Light's launch, does that mean other Year 2 seasonal content will remain available in Year 4 too? So this is the important part uh, that we I've been personally asking about. Uh, you know, cause like they said, you know, year two, year three, we're keeping, but it's really just the big fall expansions. So specifically Forsaken, specifically Shadowkeep. So mm -hmm. the seasons in between from like, you know, season of the forge, Joker's wild, uh, season of opulence. Uh, and then the seasons we just had like, uh, um, season of the dawn, season of the worthy season of the, uh, season of arrivals, uh, technically in a way. Uh, all that stuff will be gone, uh, which includes Ada 1 uh, from the Black Armory, so that vendor will be gone. Black Armory will be gone, and Season of the, Season of the Forge quests will be gone. So no more Black Armory, um, no more Forges, no more Forge weapons, uh, which, you know, it's a big activity too. makes things a little bit easier, but it also, of course, if you want to get certain stuff, I'll talk about in a second, um, that's big. Uh, Game of Prime, Reckoning, and Season of the Drifter quests, uh, so the big thing here is Reckoning. So Forges are gone, Reckoning's gone. And of course, Benedict 66, Warner 99, uh, Menagerie and the Season of Opulence quests. And of course, like with Menagerie and stuff, is Tribute Hall is leaving too. And Pinnacle and Pursuit weapon quests. Note, these weapons will receive an alternate acquisition method. More details to come later this season. So, you know, those Pinnacle quests we would get for each season, you'd get like a Gambit, Crucible, and Strike uh quest for each weapon each season and it'd be, like i said three per season 
if you don't get those, you'll have another way to acquire them if you didn't get those quests done or something, if I, if I read that correctly. Uh, we have no doubt you'll have more questions on what's coming and going this fall. We'll be sharing more updates, and Destiny Player Support will always have the latest updates available in our help desk archives, archives here. Whew, that's all of it, James. Um, and I know, I'm curious as to what you still have. Me, personally, I'll run it through it really fast, but, like, um, at this point, I'm really just trying to get the raid gear, so raid exotics, raid weapons, raid armor from, uh, just the Last Wish, Scourge of the Past, um, the Crown of Sorrows, and Garden of Salvation. Otherwise, I'm just missing the two swords, like the Warlock and the Titan Sword, from doing Heroic Menagerie, and, uh, other than that, it's really just those two lore pieces I talked about, and then getting the Catalyst and Masterworks for Outbreak Perfected, uh, which, you know, doing zero, Heroic Zero Hour, uh, so I'd get the Catalyst, and then I think it would take me three weeks to get it all done, uh, which I'm actually gonna ask people about today. As well as, um, basically running just Leviathan or Leviathan Prestige to get the Skyburner Catalyst, and then getting the, uh, Telesto Catalyst through Eater of Worlds Prestige. That is all I have left. What about you? So I'm not super worried about getting all the Catalysts. Uh, I guess I still need to... Oh, I mean, like I said, I'm almost done with the Truth Quest. I still need to try to find World Line Zero if I want to do that. Um, isn't Augie's Burden, if that's... If that's a menagerie thing, then I'll probably get that eventually, hopefully, because I've started to do some menagerie stuff more recently because I finally, once I finished the black armory stuff, I, uh, although I still have the puzzle box thing, but one of the first step for that is like go to the Leviathan underbelly and like kill like enough watchers to get watcher lens. And I'm just like, uh, I'll do that some other time. That's honestly not too bad. You just go to a... You do that, you know, you go to, you enter the code. Yeah. Um, and then once you get to a room, you just kill them, you leave the room, and then you come back and kill them again. Oh, so there's, I don't have to go searching all throughout the underbelly. There's no, they, like... they respawn every time. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. once you leave the room, they always respawn. All right. I didn't realize it was that easy. Uh, I just didn't like the idea of having to go to a raid um, area without, like, a team. Or, like, it, or even, like, go in with an actual raid team and be like, wait, hold up. I need to go kill some watchers. Yeah, no, that's uh, that that did have me. Uh, it took me a while to do it just because I didn't want to. I kept looking at it and not wanting to yeah. deal with it. But yeah, I got it done eventually. So other than that, like I am like I'm still working on Lumina and Thorn. So and I'm getting close-ish to those being done. I think. Uh. So I don't know. I mostly just by november want to have at least done all the raids i i don't know i'm not worrying so much about like i need to get everything before it goes away i just want to experience all the things that there are because like as it is i don't have all the exotics that there are in the game anyway so if i'm missing like one or two i don't it's not gonna drive me insane i guess I don't know. yeah i think other than my list i've like created and like have been it's been james i gotta say how um fulfilling it is when i get to cross one more thing off especially when i ran through that pit run like i got to cross off two lore books and like uh the last of the pit gear i needed um but 
uh, for the most part, the only thing I'm kind of considering is the uh, ship you get from doing one. It's the Master Forge Triumph. You have to forge 100 weapons. Oh, I'm not doing that. I don't and know. <laughs> you get this really cool ship that everyone says is really dope. Um, it, it, I'll put it this way, James, though. If you, it's not, you know how you get like two uh, of those, like, you can get two legendaries a week or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, it counts towards the augmented ones. So, you know, the modulus reports, oh, you can get those so the, rare ones. So it doesn't have yeah. to be a radiant frame. You could just, okay. You could basically get like, I want to say maybe six or seven a week basically if you wanted to run through it i don't know if i'd make it in time either and have to calculate it but it's almost i will say this though the triumph does it's uh it's a triumph it's not per character so if you really grind it with like the three characters you could get like basically i want to say um 18 to 21 or something done a week and that's basically five weeks max if you've never done it which I think I'm in the 20s, so for me it would maybe take a, a month and I'd have it all done. And I just have to basically, you know, put uh, some effort into it a little bit, but it would be done. Otherwise, like, dude, apparently if I kept working with my... I'm getting to that point where it's only because of my own... Uh, if I just jump like an idiot and do something stupid, I could basically go flawless on like a lot of these raids, like Scourge and Garden... Um, it's not actually that hard to do and even last wish like it's not that hard to go follow us anymore it seems like uh i just i just keep screwing up myself personally because i'm like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just fucking die from something stupid it's not even uh, james i'll die from jumping and not from an enemy <laughs> that's that's how stupid it is but because of that i'm almost considering also like with my clan like we're getting all the challenges done um i'm considering like i could potentially get like the the, the black armory seals and stuff because they also said, like, you know, you can get, you have to do, like, 500 kills with, like, Jotun, with Izanagi, yeah. with Monarch in those uh, forges. And I was like, guys, it seems like Specific a lot. And they're all like, too. yeah. And they're like, dude, that's not hard. That's actually pretty, you could do that pretty fast. That's that's, that's hell easy, getting 500 kills. And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe. So if I finish all this or I'm like, I got downtime, I'm considering just, like, kind of running through that. Um, just that, though. Otherwise, uh, James, we have Solstice of Heroes, uh, Solstice of Heroes going on. Um, I have been convinced to basically three character run it now. So I'm getting more and more reasons to use three characters. Um, at first, cause th- so this is the cool part, James, uh, for all rares now, if it's the, they took away the green armor, so it's only the blue armor and two purples. And it's like before you had to go through four sets and the, it says the the second purple is basically the, it's not, I don't think it's the masterwork, but it's basically, it's how you get your glow. Uh, And if you don't get your glow, uh, you can actually get your glow for bright with uh, bright dust or silver in the Eververse. So it's really, you don't necessarily have to do that. You just have to do the first purple set and the blue set, but this is the best part. Uh, The blues are triple progress. So it says like do five adventures, James. You just have to do two because like you do one and it counts as three. And once you get to your purple, on your first character, uh, you do normal progress for everything, all the stuff you got to do. Your second character, it's double, and then your third character, it's triple. Yeah, I I saw that they did that, and I was like, oh man, maybe I should do all my characters. 
Is it like I got through most of the steps on my Titan really fast? Uh, I just I haven't finished that armor yet. Or do you need to get the glows, or does it activate the uh, increased progress before you get the glows? The glows happen during the final set. So you, after you do the purple set, it'll basically give you the purple set again, but it just says like a different name in parentheses. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm at that point. That, yeah. That's so then all you, then trials. you're just doing the glows now. Yeah. Okay, so, um, but so those if I started all... working on the other characters, they would already have more progress? They should. They should automatically. Okay, so well. at least, at the very least, you could do the blues with each one because it's triple no matter what. Okay. Um, and I believe if you finish the purple for the first set of purple with your first character, it should be double. I'm going to try it out soon because um, uh, I'll talk about it in a second. But uh, for me, like, I, I'm my name is The Hunter. I'm at the glow. And when you get to the glow portion, it's actually only like you have to do one of each thing except for trials. So uh, you have to do one nightmare hunt, one master nightfall, uh, one pit run in pit of heresy. And uh, what was the last? Oh, do complete like a full altars of sorrow or basically finish the end of it. Yeah. And then seven trial wins. And at the same time too, the seven uh, trial the wins. Nightfall. Or did you say the nightfall? Yeah, I said master okay. nightfall. Um, the seven trial wins is also like a thing you need in the moments of triumph book. So it's like two birds, one stone. It, mm. It's like the same, same part there. Uh, I already finished the nightmare hunt in the altar of sorrow. Uh, I actually lucked out cause I got to altar first and no one was there. I went to orbit, came back and they were on the boss and I was like, perfect. I just yeah. jumped in, joined and I got it. And I was like, dope. So I already got two pieces. Basically the um, same thing happened to me. I like went to sorrow's Harbor and they were already almost done. I was like, Oh, well, that's convenient. <laughs> Yeah, I might bother my clan today to uh, have a, a couple of them run with me for a master. Uh, I'm saving Pip for next week because I already did it once this week, so I'd rather try to get through next week for the Pinnacle gear. And then Trials, I'll figure that out whenever. Um, with my Warlock, I'm already doing the blue. I barely started it because I was falling asleep. I was just exhausted. I'll probably do it today, though. Um, and then... Same thing, like, once I get to that purple, it's just going to be double with my Warlock, and then that's going to be fantastic. I'm going to do the same process where I'll run through, like, the two easy ones I don't need my friends for, which is, like, Nightmare and Alter, and then run the Titan, same thing, and that'll be triple progress, which will be fantastic. But it's like, I'm basically using my other two characters now for Solstice, I'm using them for Garden Clears, and I'm probably now going to use them for Forge Clears uh, to get the weapons as well. Um... So that shouldn't be too bad, but yeah, it's just those three things I got to do now with these three characters. Otherwise, like James, like I didn't really do any of the uh, year one um, adventures and lost sectors and all the other stuff with my other two characters. I think I was able to do the first second campaign, but otherwise I'm just going to do this. I need to do the Shadowkeep campaign with them because of the, uh, they, each one has an exotic piece you only get through the campaign. Uh, other than that, I think uh, I may or may not go for those last two swords from Heroic Menagerie, and that's about it. But um, otherwise, like I'm making great progress here on my stuff. Uh, any any last things you got to say? That's all I got so far. Nah, not really. I'm just kind of casually trying to get through the raid stuff eventually, and just currently working on Menagerie and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for Destiny, everyone. I know that was a very beefy one. Uh, honestly, we this pretty much took up a big portion um we will 
have less to talk about next time just because it'll be more back to like smaller little destiny updates and not as much information here uh so this is just kind of like one of those big check-in ones i just want to give a full run through for um it we're pretty much approaching the hour and a half point um i do want to ask him i know like it's been long a little bit uh do we want to continue and get through the other two or we'll see how time goes um seeing what games and movies we want uh, to knock out I can skip this week if you still want to talk about uh, South Park 1 and 2. Okay. And did you want to save Horizon then or do that? Yeah, let's save Horizon week? for next time. Okay. So, guys, uh, just a heads up then. Um, well, actually, I'll tell it near the end. I'll, tell, I'll talk about it in the end. Uh, so, uh, going into the South Park games, uh, I played Stick of Truth once before and I replayed it recently on PS4 because it was on Next Gen and I want to run through it. James, I got to say, Obsidian did a fantastic job. You played that, right? I played the first one and I started the second one, but I never actually finished it. I got it. Oh man. So Stick I don't care truth, about spoilers. So you could, you could tell. Gotcha. Uh, Stick of truth is so much fun because it, you know, it really blows your mind where they actually did an amazing job of combining a show in a game into one where you literally are just playing the, the show. And it feels so amazing because what the great part about these games are is it's almost like a best of, they do everything yeah. from uh, all the characters, uh, different storylines they've done before with like the characters involved, everything from... Well, like uh, all the characters, pretty much, or at least I know Cartman was probably reprising his role from the Lord of the Rings episode. Yes. Where like everyone was just... Like Cartman was a wizard, uh, Kyle was a, dr- a drow elf or whatever. Yeah, and it's it's great because uh, it it combines like this. The stick of truth is basically it's South Park fantasy D and D, and it's a combo of like Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, everything else. Even during I want to say the Game of Thrones episode, uh, they did a uh, they're like, hey, South Park stick of truth out now, go buy it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was hella funny, but like um. They they do full fantasy and everything else, but they include everything from like Kevin the the Star Trek kid to uh, the Mongolians, uh, the vampires, uh, the little Twilight vampires which appear there, and uh, you know the you're aliens. this yeah, and you're you're oh yeah the, the they bring in the classic aliens and the best part James is you know what they they say when they talk right moo 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 it's <laughs> like what is mooing um Call back to like the first episode yeah and it's it's fantastic uh, i wish they had that taco alien with the ice cream coming out of its ass uh yeah yeah that's great but uh the whole thing is you're like a new kid who just moves there and you can create your new kid and the the best part is i think in fractured butthole they do it but i'll talk about that one later uh you can choose like your you're a boy pretty much if i remember correctly in the first one at least and you just choose your like ethnicity or whatever. They just give you your skin tones and whatever. So I'm like a brown kid, and I'm like a Jewish kid because you choose your class because a uh, Jew is like a class. I love it. Yes, <laughs> you have your your fighter, your like thief, your wizard, like that. You know, they're your fighter, rogue, and wizard are like main three. And then it goes uh, Jew, and I'm like, oh, of course, I'm Jewish. I'm gonna pick the Jewish class because it's ridiculous. And uh, the whole thing is like uh, throughout the storyline. You you're, you get your like on iconic fighter or rogue or wizard or Jew armor, and the Jewish armor is just like, um, it starts off with just like I think a yarmulke, and you have like the 
that's not much else. And over time, like your out your your class armor gets bigger, and you still get other armors you could choose from, but you still do have the option to like have your class armor. And by the end, like you have Julox, uh, you have a bigger Yamaka. I think you even get like a I can't remember if you get an Orthodox hat or not, but you get like the the full like scarf and everything, and it's like fan- <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm playing D and D just as a Jewish kid, <laughs> but. Uh, the humor in it is so fantastic. They keep it like consistent because you know Matt and Trey Park, Matt Stone and Trey Parker like still worked on it. Um, even the collectibles are callbacks. All are not the collectibles, but like um, they're chimp well, Pokemon. Yes. Yeah, the collectibles are chimp Pokemon, and you get Facebook friends. Uh, that's like oh, the whole yeah. thing. And some are like you have to do a quest for me. Some just do it instantly. Some are like you have to find them, and others will literally not friend you until you have more friends because they're like your friend yeah. counts too low which Dude. it goes back to that south park facebook episode i love when you friend al gore and he just like starts spe- sending you like non-stop messages next you actually, mission like, fight to fight him. al gore <laughs> yeah i uh, love too james you beat al gore and then you have to fight him again as man bear pig yeah that was pretty funny i hated that, that fight it was so hard <laughs> that's actually a hard fight because the secret service comes in and they're like we're here mr vice president yeah Oh, I also God, like that but... you, you even get to name your character, but so they don't have to like have the voice lines like cut out a name or like just be blank or something. Car- like everyone just calls you like butthole or something like that the entire time. They call game. you a douchebag. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they'll call you, they'll be like, you are douchebag. And then they go like, you're Sir, du- Sir Douchebag. And eventually at the end of the game, you become King Douchebag. Nah. Uh, you become the king. It's, it's fantastic. Um, Dude, that, like, final line where it's, like, somehow, it's, like, oh, the dragonborn must have farted on a princess, and so, like, that solved the zombie crisis. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, some, it's, like, it goes to somewhere else in town, and some kid is, like, next to his dad, and and they get unzombified, and he's, like, what just happened, dad? Oh, the dragonborn must have farted on the princess's balls. <laughs> and it's just, just like, uh, oh, like it's, it's just everyone knows that's what would happen. <laughs> yeah, because all the throughout the thing, you you're one of your powers is to fart, and you have different types of farts. It's very important, guys. You have different uh, types of farts. There's like ranged farts, uh, big farts that actually explode. It's the best part because it's like kind of Metroidvania-ish in this like where you can't go to specific locations until. You unlock certain farts that allow you to get through the obstacles that are blocking them. Uh, whether it's like these rats that'll kill you, uh, so you have to like shoot them away by just like giving a full blast. Uh, there's like uh, stuff that you can blow up that will clear areas uh, with your farts, which is hilarious because it's like flammable farts. Yeah, <laughs> so I love when Randy teaches you like the sneaky fart, and he just like like you do it as a distract. It's because it's a distraction thing. Yeah. And he, you do it, and then he just, like, kicks some kid in the face. He's like, Kiaw! <laughs> so yeah. stupid. Yeah. So uh. bad. Oh, Randy. But uh, it's also hilarious, too, because, like, when you uh, you fix certain um, areas, you get access to all these places. And what's hilarious is the story is, like, oh, they're opening a new mall. But it's, like, some weird, um, I believe the alien ships crash there, and the, the military checks it out. And there's this weird stuff like when you're you get abducted by these aliens and they're like basically probing everyone, just giving them anal basically. 
And, you know, Randy's there just getting it. <laughs> He's just like, oh, yeah, you know, this just happens. Yeah, I love when you fuck up on the uh, the quick time events to get him out of there. And it just, like, goes even harder on him. Oh, oh. <laughs> so good. I think I messed up on purpose a few times because it was just really funny. Yeah. Uh, and going through it, you find audio logs. And the audio logs are just oh, of this yeah. dude that are like, why am I making these audio logs? It's definitely, this- like, a callback to Bioshock where it's like, yeah, this shit makes no sense if you really think about it. Like, yeah. in a crisis, why would people be, like, recording and leaving recordings for people? I, like, it's it's funny because, you know, I praised the Bioshock audio files and it's like, it was a great way. And I still love them and I want to do them because as a sound designer, it's like, it's just really fun. And you listen to this stuff. Yeah. And at the same time through South Park, they, they give a good point on it because you only find the audio logs in that ship because they're just making fun of it. Uh, and they don't do it for the rest of the game, but it's it's really it's really funny because the guy keeps sending him, and he's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Yeah. Uh, but I found some weird goo. I think I'll try it. <laughs> uh, and it's funny too. What happens is I think you find the guy later as well uh, in the ship because he's like, Oh, all... right, I forgot. Yeah. they weren't just zombies; they were Nazi zombies. And yeah, that's why so... all the dialogue was like old school i don't know if they actually got like clips from like hitler speeches or something i feel like that might have been hard to do i don't know but, but you can they, tell the difference but they definitely tried to make it like you know, the the sound effects were all like not grainy because that's a film thing i guess like staticky like they they sounded like old sound bits yeah which and like, what's great is, weird. uh you go to the the mall that's being reconstructed and it's actually like a secret government uh, clandestine operation, which I guess clandestine and secret's the same thing, but uh, they go through and you just see all this uh, stuff happening and the goo gets out and starts infecting people. So you have everyone turning into, and it's everything from, so it doesn't affect just people, it'll also affect cats and mice and other stuff. So you have them all turning into not just zombies, but yeah, Nazi zombies, and it's really funny because They'll just, uh, they'll put on red armbands. <laughs> they'll put on the swastika armbands and they get all like zombie grayish and stuff. But when they do, it's like a weird sound battle. It's like, you can see guys, it's like, so tight. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the, you hear it and it sounds almost like a weird radio. Yeah. It definitely doesn't talk. sound like it's actually coming from them. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's so funny. I was like. It's one of the funniest things because you're just like, what the fuck? You Dude, don't expect it. When you get to the abortion clinic, and like, I don't even remember why. Like, you have to perform an abortion on Randy. No, you have to pretend to perform an abortion on Randy. That's what it was. You might kill him though by accident. Yeah, but then like, once you finish, one of the doctors is like, oh man, Khloe Kardashian was just here. She had the biggest abortion I've ever seen, and you find like a giant zo- Nazi zombie fetus. Yeah, so they, they introduced, uh, yeah, fetus Nazi zombies and that massive one. Holy shit, that was ridiculous. Uh, and it's funny, too. You're just like, oh, shit, there's fetus. There's also ginger Nazi zombies. So the hall yeah. monitors got infected. So they all turn into Nazi zombies, which is really funny because it's it's gingers. <laughs> and uh, uh, before that, you were fighting hall monitors just regularly at that point as well and it's also uh, funny yeah. that the gingers are all hominiders <laughs> or all hominiders are ginger i guess that makes more sense but uh that was great uh the 
other callbacks, like like I said, like when you collect items that you could sell or like use for construction or something, a lot of them are all like old stuff. Like it's just all these different things from uh, tickets to the movies to just fan favorite items that they had. Like I forget what they were called. Like they're even this. If you go to specific, it's funny too because all these little things you could sell. Some of them are just one of a kind. Like you can't find oh, them in yeah. other parts of the game. Like the Sword of a Thousand Truths is there, and you can get that from like that. Randy's room. Yeah. So it's really cool and it, it makes you not want to get rid of this stuff too. Cause there's also a trophy that says don't sell anything. And I was like, uh, do I not sell anything or do I buy more gear? I don't know what to do. And I accidentally sold some stuff, but I was like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, overall though, it's a great time. Uh, there's even a boss fight with a, uh, Nazi zombie chef. Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> And the best part about that is it's also unfortunate, you know, like the first the voice actor left. I think it was like he was angry about the Scientology stuff, but eventually he also passed away. So what they did was they just took a bunch of clips from the show and just basically worded them together like they did in that episode that like the season premiere where they killed off Chef. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, children, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you keep fighting Chef to uh, bring him back. And it's really it's it's a great callback because you don't expect to see Chef. Like, you're just like, oh, shit, Chef. And, you know, Chef hasn't been in the the show in such a long time, but he was a biggest, he was the main adult yeah. uh, in the show. He was, he, like, the main one that they talk, that they interact with. Because, like, who who are they going to talk to? Uh, Counselor Mackey? Or their parents? Or <laughs> like, Mr. Garrison? Like, no, yeah. it was always Chef. Hey, children. I'm gonna make love to your woman. I mean, that was always sit you his, down by the fire. His advice is always just like bang the woman or whatever. It's like, no, that yeah. doesn't apply here, Chef. It worked for him though. It, it, it always it always works for him. Uh yeah, so this that was that was great. Um and then eventually like that it's funny too, is Kenny's a princess. He's an anime yeah. princess. I love how they <laughs> introduce that and Cartman's just like yeah, Kenny's a princess. He's just going, uh, doing that. Like, just go with it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and at the end, like, he inserts the Nazi zombie stuff. So he's a Nazi zombie anime princess, which... Didn't they just... make a joke that it was, like, they thought it was just Taco Bell green sauce? Yes. And it was, like... Yeah, so I forgot. Yeah, the whole thing is they're, like, Taco Bell has infected everyone or something, and it's Taco <laughs> Bell's new location. I think they were, like, think about it, Cartman. Taco Bell doesn't have a green sauce. Like, this isn't Taco Bell sauce. It's like, oh, yeah, they do. Like, what? Yeah, they started having green sauce like a few months ago. Like, whoa, we know, no one told me. There, I forgot. Yeah, there's a whole... It, they Straight up, guys, they straight up argue about Taco Bell at one point, and there's parts where people are just like, damn you, Taco Bell! What have you done to our city? So it's yeah. just everyone getting angry at Taco Bell. And Taco Bell's not even in... It's great because they could do it because they never show Taco Bell. It's just like, yeah. they just keep talking about Taco Bell. Uh, you'll notice so too, funny. it's so great and uh they don't really show celebrities at all because you know it's it's harder especially if it's in a game compared to a show yeah that's true that makes sense but it's it's so good and you're doing all these quests and it feels like a full episode like i'll put it this way too it's i would say it's a much shorter rpg than most other rpgs too it definitely feels like the length is less yeah it's like but, when when like Final Fantasy uh, 7 remasters, like 60 hours long or whatever. This game is like 20, I think. Yeah. And, you know, you get all these characters and it's a great time. Um, it feels like you're just playing a whole season of the show. 
Yeah, it's it's so it it honestly it feels like I haven't watched a new episode in a while. Um, and playing it again just it just make it reminded me why this is my favorite uh, adult animated show. Like this, it just it's so consistent. There are some inconsistencies, but like they always make sure to keep it current. They, they make sure it's always like up there, even though like I guess the ways they structure it sometimes is weird. But otherwise, like it's just so fantastic. It's so fantastic, and I think it's probably one of my favorite RPGs in general. Um, I, it, I, it surpasses a lot of others, even though it doesn't have that freedom of the others. It's just I. It gives me that fun enjoyment of being a kid in South Park, and I'm just like, this is great. I love it. And at the end, I get to tell them, "Screw you guys, I'm going home." And <laughs> it's just, it's so heartfelt for something so just disturbing and fucked up but it's so heartfelt in the best way possible um i definitely loved it and now going into james south park the fractured butthole this is the new game that came out and this is a 2017 game and i've said already i'm halfway through 2017 like i played horizon i've played this uh I am about to play Assassin's Creed Origins, and I'm about to play, uh, after that, I'm going to play um, Shadow of War, and then I still have Uncharted Lost Legacy and Call of Duty World War II, I want to say. So I'm getting there, but honestly, the bar is raised so high because of this game. Assassin's Creed Origins, Shadow of War, Lost Legacy, and World War II have to blow me out of the water, James. They have to blow me out of the water and amaze the shit out of me because I'm already fully like, this is going to be my game of the year for 2017. Unless those games are that, like, it beat Horizon. I did not expect South Park Fractured Butthole to beat Horizon out as my game of the year. Uh, but we'll see. Once I get through those games, uh, I'll see if that still stands. But they, they got a lot of work ahead of them because playing that game. So uh, you continue where you left off, where you're that kid. Uh, but you can change, I think. Uh, it doesn't give you the choice of gender. It doesn't really, it doesn't give a shit about gender in this one. And you just choose whatever. Like you could get clothing that's girl clothing, boy clothing, whatever. And the, the best part is when you're choosing your ethnicity, if you're doing it all over again. Like I made it exactly the same as before, but Cartman's like, uh, you know, choose your, uh, skin color and stuff. Like, you could, he's like, you know, this won't affect the gameplay, but it'll just affect how everyone else views you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and basically, there's a trophy for beating the game as, as being black on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> I love that so much. I was like, oh my god. So the, the darker you are, the harder it is. And I, that was so freaking funny. The comment is a really clever commentary on like actual life. Yeah, because for for those that don't know, like yeah, South Park is very just like ridiculous from just like crude toilet everything type of humor, uh, to very like dark humor too. And yes, that is, and that's probably what turns most people off from it. But it's also probably one of the best messaging shows I've ever seen, where it actually has legitimate messages that are so well done where i find it very hard to disagree with any of them like it's literally like it's like very high moral um standpoints that are really good and just so i feel like common sense at certain points uh to where i'm like honestly this is like i would just each episode write down the moral 
and then teach it to your kids eventually without even you don't have to show them the episode but basically like this is these are the rules to go by like it, it's so well done to a point where i'm like yeah that that makes sense makes sense every freaking time it's so good yeah and uh going through fractured butthole so we're no longer doing D D star like D D lord of the rings everything else uh we're now doing uh superheroes yeah and this one uh it goes through this whole thing of your character having an origin of like uh it's so stupid <laughs> so in the last game your parents are like we we had to move because of something that happened and you find out through this one basically that they have been like feeding you stuff that makes you it disables your powers apparently you have a real superpower which is actually farting and your <laughs> farts can actually open a rift through time and stuff like you can actually time travel through your farts but basically they bend reality which is why it's called the fractured butthole uh, you could fracture time and space with your farts. You're so powerful uh, with it. That's super funny. And the whole thing is, like, I think your parents have an origin. Uh, I forget what they were, but basically they both had superpowers and they were, like, in an experiment thing, but they got away and had you. And that's, like, the whole thing about it. And so they don't really... I forget... Oh, I remember what it was. Uh, so this is so stupid. Um... You, in this one, you know, the last game we talked about, uh, you get some Pokemon and you get Facebook friends. In this one, you are getting Instagram friends. Yeah. yeah. As well as, uh, what was the collectibles in this one? I think it was actually all different types of collectibles. I I, I need to remember what they were, but for now, like, uh, there was uh, Instagram stuff. And it turns out that your parents' powers was actually uh, your mom was... Uh, her superpower was getting an insane amount of Facebook friends and your dad's <laughs> superpower was getting an insane amount of Instagram friends and they were considered superpowers. And so that's why you inherit it and you basically become like the most followed person in South Park and then become like basically one of the most followed people on the planet uh, through your Instagram. And it's so ridiculous to like... Uh, the whole thing is, uh, you're going to love the plot. Uh, you, you said you're okay with the spoilers, James? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because there's some callbacks here. You do, you're you just like, what the fuck? But uh, the whole thing is, you're playing superhero. Uh, it's like, it ends with, uh, there's like a rebellion. And you're king of the L, you're like the king of the fantasy stuff. And you do it, and at the end, Cartman's like, hey, we're done here. We're doing superheroes now. And everyone's like, oh, okay. And you're basically trying to do your franchise. And uh, you want to make a Netflix franchise or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> but half of the group splits off. So now there's two different franchises that are trying to basically come out there. And it's basically like a DC franchise and a Marvel franchise. Uh, and Cartman's like, oh, here's your origin story. You wake up and like you there's robbers in your house and stuff and you stop them and they, they always include something ridiculous as well. But basically the moral is like you, you there's robbers and each time there's robbers uh, you get a new power and the powers start off. I think it's like firepower, uh, super speed uh, yeah. um, and some other stuff. But throughout the game uh, you unlock a few new ones and you could choose like one of those new ones after um, to where like each time you get a new power, Cartman, like, has to give you a new origin story. 
And it's usually this, like I said, it's the same exact one, but the whole point of it is when you're fighting the robbers, it's like your tutorial with the new powers you get, all the new stuff and how they work. But it always ends with like, your tragic story is that you see your dad fuck your mom. And he's like, I'm sorry you had to see that. And what's funny is Cartman doesn't know they actually do that. And uh, because he says it and like all the heroes are there and he's like, guys, you don't understand. This kid watched his dad fuck his mom. I vaguely and, remember that. I must have gotten and, to that point. And Kyle's like, Carmen, you stupid, you dumb, you fucking dumbass. Like, everyone's dad fucked their mom. That's how we're all here. No, no everyone had a dad that fucked their mom. And he's like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, Carmen, that's how we're all born, you fucking dumbass. Ah, uh, Carmen. <laughs> It's so good. It, it, oh my god, it's just great. But basically, you do the origin every time. Eventually, at the end of the game, you unlock all the different superpowers, and you can try them all out, and you can mix and match them. You'll have, like, basically one quick attack. Uh, it's like you usually get, like, three attacks and a super, or, like, two attacks and a super or something. And that's I think it's three and a super attack. And basically, you could switch them up, so you can have, like, the, the plant super with the with the fire ranged and the other one that like affects the other players and stuff like that. But uh, it's really cool in that sense. You could also, it has different movement mechanics, whereas like in stick of truth, uh, you didn't really move. It's just like you, it was like a Pokemon battle almost like you just kind of fought and it was done. Whereas in this one, it's a full tile battle spot and you move yeah. along the tiles for uh, specific attacks uh, as well as uh, you can move out of the way for attacks too, if they're charged. And it, it's a really new way to strategize. It's honestly really well done. So all the different characters have different feats, like the last game, but there's more to choose from. And uh, like last game, you have like, I want to say Scott Malkinson, uh, or no, not Scott Malkinson. You had Butters, you had Cartman, Kenny, Kyle, uh, Stan, and I want to say Jimmy. And I yeah, think, Jimmy was a bard. Yeah, I think it was like those four plus Jimmy and uh, Butters. I don't think you could play as Tweak, or you could have Tweak with you or not. Um, no, I think it was just those yeah, I think six. He, I think Tweak was around, but I don't, I don't think he was one of the playable characters. Yeah, so it was just those six. Whereas in this one, you get all the heroes. So you get uh, the coon. You have basically the coon which is Carmen. You have Kite, the human kite, which is Kyle. You have Toolshed, which is uh, Stan. Oh, you have he just like stole all of Randy's tools. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, it's so good. You have uh, uh, Mysterion, which is Ken- uh, Kenny. You have Tubbleware, which is Token. You have Super Craig, which is literally just Craig with the, I think he put an S on his jacket or wore a cape. But he's basically exactly the same, and he'll flick everyone off. Um, Was Mintberry Crunch in there? Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, um, DLC. Uh, uh, and then you have... Um, oh, Professor Chaos, and which is uh, Butters. And you have Call Girl, which is Wendy, uh, which actually might have been one of my personal favorites in terms of combat. And I think... Oh, you had you had the mosquito, which is uh, uh, what's his uh, shit? What's his name? Uh, um, not Clyde. Clyde. It was, oh, Clyde. it was Clyde. Yeah, because Craig is super Craig. It was Clyde. Right. Uh, and I 
think you ha- oh you had um fast pass which is jimmy so he's the flash which is the most ironic thing just like being ironic being uh, a bard since i love he that he's talk. called fast pass because as like a crippled kid he would get like the fast yeah. passes at all the theme parks oh my god that's so, that's, a, that's a hilarious but horrible <laughs> dude they do that they do that who in the last game he's freaking the bard he can't talk he like has a he has a stutter so he can never like talk clearly but he's got the singing <laughs> role and now he has the freaking running role <laughs> weren't there like some times where he just like literally wouldn't finish what he was saying like he, yeah. would, he would just get stuck on like trying so to say when a line you, he's like Bleh. when you would do it they would give you the option to skip oh that's what it was uh, or you could literally just like wait there for 15 seconds and he just does that the whole time and i don't think i'd ever skip it i'd just be like it's i'm just laughing and i just yeah. i go on my phone for a second uh that's so yeah jimmy was. was fast pass and um you couldn't play as uh timmy but he was um professor he, he's uh, basically professor x that was yeah, pretty funny was, and i loved it because he'd be like so the whole thing is, the whole, you know, Timmy's also uh, special needs, but, you know, sorry guys, but he's also always like, he, he only says one word, and so it's like, Timmy, 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 it's great, everyone loves it, it's Timmy, and everyone loves, like, Timmy's just a fun character, and the best part, it's like, usually he's just like, Timmy, and then he uses his power as Professor X, and he puts his hand, his little, like, he puts his fingers to his head like Professor X would, and he goes, hello, Eric, it's me, Timmy, I'm Professor like, Blah and it's so fucking good because you know timmy like they have a very specific facial structure and stuff with him but when he does that his face gets actually serious and you're just like what the fuck um and it's great because when he does that to cartman as the coon he's like ah he's 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 fucking my mind he's right my mind (laughs) (laughs) he's like guys guys it's in my mind he's right Cartman. it's so good yeah oh my god it's they just go dude guys they go all out and it's so offensive and like i said i love offensive funny shit it's just the funniest thing as long as it's all for humor that's all it's all i care about it's like that's why i like it but oh my it's so good and you have all these characters you have like two teams of them there's like a civil war eventually they come together and then wendy jumps in and she's like uh call girl and she's like you know girls they, they always say the girls can't play but she jumps in there too at one point and finally starts like working with you yeah. and the best part is she literally just uses a bunch of phones and yeah, she's like burner I love phones that. like she like first off call girl has like a specific like it's a it means something but obviously not what she means because she literally is just like using phones to call people and stuff like she's basically her their like communications expert or something like that She's a communications expert, but also her super is so cool because it's just um, she uses the phones and texts everyone that uh, basically you're in a Pokemon hotspot. Uh, you're like awesome. a Pokestop. So everyone, the crowd runs through and basically everyone gets run over by them and stuff. And it's hilarious. Uh, and you also have like quests for everyone. And actually, I just remembered one of the collectibles because it's like quest related. But like Mosquito as uh, Clyde, he keeps going to ra- remember raisins. Yeah, it's like the kid Hooters, which is so weird. That's like it's weird to have a uh, basically Hooters run by <laughs> like young girls. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Uh, but basically, he keeps going there, and he hasn't paid any tabs or anything. So they're like, just give us the money. He's like, help me, and then. Uh, in the combat, basically, when you fight uh, Raisins Girls, uh, they'll keep 
wooing Clyde to fight for them, even though the whole point is you're helping Clyde. And so Clyde will fight against you for like two turns or something. And you're just like, God, and the most annoying part about it is because his, uh, one of the damages in both games is, uh, as extra lasting damage. Like, you know, like honestly, like Pokemon is there's like burn damage. There's bleeding damage. There's like gross out damage and gross out damage usually comes from like the farts and stuff. But because uh, he's Mosquito, he does like a weird thing where basically you get grossed out by him all the time. So everyone's like puking all the time. And I'm just like, fuck, fucking Clyde, what the hell? Uh, but like you're basically helping Clyde against Raisins. Um, you're helping uh, Tweak and Craig because of their uh, relationship uh, since they're the two gay characters who aren't. I don't think the whole thing is they're not actually gay. James, you watched that episode, right? Which one? Where uh, Craig and Tweak are gay. Oh, yeah. Or at least, like, people wanted him to be gay. Like, they were making yeah, they st- yaoi uh, porn. Yaoi art? Yeah, yeah. Yaoi? it's like the whole thing. It's, it's like called. this weird, like, anime art and shit. It's like hentai almost. Uh, yeah, well, and the it's, idea like, really- is, like, you sexualize two male characters that may or may not even necessarily be, like, gay for each other. Yeah. I don't know. But it, was, it became a thing. And... Uh, they basically got so much of it that they, like, decided to do a fake breakup, but then they got hated by people for the breakup. Like, one of them got hated to the point where they just, to make everyone else happy and just have normal lives, they just became gay and became a couple. (laughs) It was so good. Um, but now they're just, like, living it and they're just like, oh, they, like, basically their part of the breakup was, uh, they're on different superhero teams. And you deal with that a lot and you get them, you're getting them back together. (laughs) And what's hilarious too is what you're collecting is Craig's dad is collecting the yaoi art. So you have to find the yaoi art for Craig's dad. And he's like, oh, I'm a connoisseur of the yaoi art that my son is in. It's so weird. And the art is so, oh my God, James, have you seen the art? Some of it's really good. It's really good, but also some are just like, oh god, like you have one's hand in someone else's pants and you're just brushing their teeth. And I'm like, how did you make brushing teeth gay? <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. It's so, like, I guys, if you don't even play the game, just look up the, the Craig and Tweak, like, Yowie art. It's, uh, it's so good. <laughs> and so you're collecting all that art. It's not even you're like also- the South Park style anymore. It's just straight up anime. Yeah, it's just, it's full on, like, anime hentai stuff. It's crazy. Um, the other collectibles is uh, Big Gay Al's big cat, uh, the, his uh, gay cats. So uh-huh. you have to go around, run around, fi- find, like, I want to say, like, five gay cats somewhere. Um, but it's hard, too, because they're, uh, you have to utilize, like I said in the first game, um, you're utilizing the farts to do different, like, obstacles or overcome them. So, like, a cat will see you and instantly run away. So there's a time displacement fart that freezes time. And that's how you'd collect the cat. Um, you also have to, um, <clears throat> I think it's in this one, uh, rid the, yeah, it, it, this one to uh, help the mayor get rid of the homeless people. So you have to fight, you have to fight all the homeless people and get rid of them. Um, I'm a personal fan of that. That was great. I, I was like, oh my God, you're just fighting homeless people to get them out of the town. <laughs> I was like, it's just, you know, San Francisco's full of homeless people. So I was dying. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Um, what else do we have? The crab people. 
All right, James, did you get to the part with the crab people? No. So this I did is in the first game, but not. I guess they came back. Yeah. So in the, no, the first game they're only a like a cameo in the bottom, yeah. the, the, the uh, below. But in this one, they're part of Wendy's quest where uh, she actually like the T-Mobile. They took so uh, the crab people take over T-Mobile and. Uh, are basically like, would you like to sign up for our phone plan? And the whole, it's just literally them working at T-Mobile and the T-Mobile staff are just tied up in the back. So then you start fighting the crab people and uh, you go through it and I think you you fight, they call out the manager. So the manager is the king crab person and they're like, I am the manager. What is the problem here? And, And you beat the manager. So... You have, like, as you do each of these quests, it creates more different enemy types for you to fight. And within those enemy types, you know, it's still, like, the brawler or, like, the heavy enemy, the, the like, charming enemy, the faster enemy, the standards and shielded enemies and stuff. Uh, so you have all them. And now you have crap people to fight, which has been really funny. And that's also, like, when he starts helping you more after that. <laughs> it's just really funny fighting it on this fucking T-Mobile uh and them trying to give you a phone plan because then they still still talk to you about phone plans uh, even in the fight yeah in the fight sometimes that <laughs> uh and then if i remember correctly i forget why uh for some I f- there's a bounty on your head i forget who puts a bounty on your head i think it's like the government or something but uh shitty walk no sh- shitty walk basically puts a bounty on your head that you have to pay like i forget how much for but basically, now all these ninjas are going after you, and you can tell one is uh, Mr. Chang or something. I forget his name. Uh, but who's not even Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> you forget. That was such a weird reveal. Yeah, for those that don't know, the, the Chinese guy in the shitty walk is actually a, a white dude. But Like, he, the one Asian guy <clears throat> in town is still not actually Asian. Yeah, he literally has weird diff- alternate personalities, and his main one is just he literally turns into a Chinese. It doesn't make any sense, but it's so freaking hilarious. Uh, to a point where it had a Japanese guy kill himself because he was so just dishonored by it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you have crab people, you have uh, you have crab people, you have raisins, uh, girls, you have ninjas, and I want to say there's also like government guys you fight to at a certain point. So you're fighting all these different uh, characters and stuff, and you're taking them all out, and you find out. All of this stuff that's happening. Oh, oh, I almost forgot, James. Uh, you also arrest black people. What? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> all right, the, the, all right, guys. This game comes out before this year. They were way ahead of everything in terms of police brutality and everything else in terms of like actually tackling police brutality. So you go to the police department. Remember the detective that has the mustache and he's like, nice nice oh yeah yeah that guy he's like hey you could be a junior cop and help us out so he keeps going like hey there's this guy that's wanted for like he's a drug dealer and blah blah so you go to um i forget her name i think it's nicole uh remember that they introduced the the black girl to south park i think so yeah you go to her house and you basically fight her dad and it's like yeah he's supposed to be a big drug dealer but it's just a it's just a regular guy, and he's just like, "What are you doing in my house?" And you fight him, and he gets arrested, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" And later on, 
you go to Token's house and you fight his dad and Token's dad gets arrested. Oh my god. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, later on, so there's a whole thing where they get, um, it makes sense later why they arrest, so, James, they make, they make a explanation of why they arrest all the black people later, but, uh, throughout the story, you're, like, doing all this different stuff, and then you storm the police station because, uh, I think they outlawed the superhero, after you work with them, they betray you, uh, and you get in there, and it turns out that, there's a whole conspiracy where the police are feeding black people to a Cthulhu-esque monster that oh only God. wants dark meat specifically. Oh. <laughs> you basically save them and shit, but like Tolkien's parents are like, why are we in here? And it's just, it's just regular people. And you're just like, what the fuck? And it's, it, guys, it's probably, this is probably the most fucked up part about the game, but it's also such a good, um, it's such a good take on just like police being fucking assholes and shit when it comes to like actual real life. I mean, as uh, terrible all- as it is, that would be fucking hilarious if the, if the real ex- life explanation was something as stupid as like, yeah, they just needed to sacrifice those people specifically to yeah. ancient God. <laughs> And when a when a white dude gets gets thrown down there, basically it turns out like all the cops are in on it because they're all worshiping this thing. Uh, the detective is like, "No, you can't throw the." He hates white meat. <laughs> he doesn't like white meat. So the way to kill the monster is to position like you have to fight all the uh, the white cops and hit them to the side of the monster where it finally does its attack. It'll actually eat them. And then uh. it loses its health through that. And it's actually, dude, it's a hard-ass fight. And then the detective starts cheesing out, and that makes things even harder. But one of the people you save is actually... Um, do you remember Classy? Yeah. Yeah, so Classy is there. You protect her, but she gets uh, caught at one point. And she gets out. She, like, punches one of the cops and gets away. But when you rescue her, uh, she's like, oh, just hit me up. I'll come and help you. So you get a new power. I forgot to tell you. So one of the cool things is you can call on allies in a fight. And the first one is Moses. So you can actually call on Moses and you summon him by uh, offering a macaroni art. Oh, <laughs> like that's in that hilarious. episode. And he'll be like, I have now healed you all. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, it's a group heal. And... You can get, if you do, like, all the other quests and stuff, you get uh, Jimbo and uh, Ned, and they'll come in and see your enemies and go, look out, they're coming right for us, and they start shooting them up and stuff. Uh, And then my personal favorite, James, is uh, because there's cheesing in this one, there's, like, a whole, it's, like, the cheesing dealers and stuff. So, like, the main storyline here is, like, there's cheesing, uh, there's cops arresting black people for no reason, uh, except to fa- feed them to a giant Cthulhu monster. And uh, I'm going to get to the other part soon. But basically, uh, you find Kyle's dad at one point, And he's cheesing. He's just in his underwear in like, that fucking episode. Uh, where it's like it turns into heavy metal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so his is... When you, you get him enough uh, cheese, he'll actually... If you keep finding the cheesing, uh, basically, items anywhere, those are now summons. So... Once per battle, you can summon uh, Gerald, and he'll come in and basically does the cutscene as uh, 
him in the plane. It's like, nah, 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 nah. it's just like him in the, the plane like he does. And it's just him in his underwear going like making plane hit arms, running through the map, hitting everybody. And then he leaves. And then the other one is classy where she gets the ticks and she just goes, oh, hell no. And she just goes and runs over your enemies with the car. Uh. Um, I think Classies was limited, though, so it's like, uh, because with the macaroni art, you can keep making it, that's like a, you can construct your, like, power-ups and, uh, antidotes and stuff like that, uh, with Gerald, you can keep finding those, but if I remember correctly, uh, Jimbo and Classies were limited, so you only had a limited account of those, uh, once you run out, you had none left, so I was very, I was very rationing just for, like, the hardest fights. Or when I got to the DLC, if I still had them, I'd use them there. Because I was like, oh, I'm at the end. But the whole thing is orchestrated, James, by Mitch Connor. Oh, the dude the Cartman made eat his parents? No, his hand. Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so the whole time it's fucking Mitch Connor. And Mitch Connor is becoming mayor of South Park. And the whole thing is a ploy for him to become mayor. And it's insane. It's fully insane because everyone's like, Cartman, it's been you the whole time. And Cartman's like, no, it's not me. And then, like, uh, like all this shit happens. And, like, you have the Coon and Mitch Connor fighting each other in some dumb shit. And basically he becomes mayor. And all this shit gets fucked up. And you try to fix it because you're like, oh, God, what's going to happen? So you use your time rift. Uh, also, you, at one point, you have to kill your parents. Um, uh, you have to choose between one parent or the other to kill them. And uh, because, like, uh, you don't actually you don't have to choose, I don't think. But basically, in order to get to the next area, because at one point you have to go to... Uh, I forgot. Oh, another enemy is the sixth graders. Sorry, that little uh, jumbled there. But sixth graders are also an enemy. And Ma Mitch Connor works with... Uh, he somehow coordinates to have um remember the professor that makes the multiple assed animals yeah uh i want to say mr mephisto but that doesn't sound cool. yeah it's like dr mephisto yeah. i think um so you go to his place and like you go through a whole tour and it's your whole it's the full superhero group and he's like we've been making uh sixth graders uh with multiple asses Okay. And so there's these sixth graders now going like, oh god, I have multiple asses. And there's also, they made them massive, like gorilla sized. So you have gorilla sized sixth graders with multiple asses, and it's really weird. And you can distract them with boobs. <laughs> but, because, uh, you know, they're always like, boobs, yeah, hey, boobs, or sixth graders. <laughs> so uh, they break out, and all this shit, all this insanity happens, but somehow your parents, they're there. And they're both like in these crazy and trap, like almost like saw movie entraptions where you have to choose one or the other and i think i chose to let my mom live um but it doesn't matter like uh the whole thing is like you go through time and you fix it so they're fine and they're like the whole the whole game your dad just keeps eating pot brownies and your mom keeps drinking and they keep arguing and getting pissed off because like i guess everything they've been going through to keep you safe or keep you like hidden but also they've been like drugging your food to keep your fart powers down um so they're playing against playing you against each other. So one of them will die and the other won't. But basically, once you fix time, uh, they're both fine. And they're like, we love you, son, blah, blah, blah. And what's crazy, dude, is uh, Mitch Connor becomes mayor. You basically make a fat time rift with your fart and you go to stop it. 
and everyone goes with you, you accidentally go into an alternate future where it already happened and everything's on fire. It's Christmas every day because Cartman's mayor. Oh, uh... um, so all this crazy shit's happening and everyone's, all the parents were so, oh shit, I forgot another big important part. Sorry guys, it's just so big. Uh, the, did you ever go out at night? I don't remember if I got to that. No. So whenever you do the full superhero story missions, it'd be at night and you'd wait at night. And the whole thing is everything's different at night because all the adults are out partying. So it's just all these drunk people everywhere and everything is breaking. Everyone's driving all over the place. Everything's broke, like just fucked up. And all the parents are just drunk. Uh, it turns out Randy, out, like he's saying someone keeps keying my wife's car and fucking it up. And you f- see later, oh, it's just Randy hella drunk keying his wife's car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you have to fight like stupid- drunk Randy as a boss. And then you have to fight him again later, too. He keeps, like, cat... Because he still has car keys because he can't drive. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, he, uh... Or... You, so... in the, It's basically nighttime, and it's Christmas every day, so everyone's fucking drunk, and no one does shit about it. And the Christmas critters are there to fuck everything up. And you actually get Santa to help you. He literally just, like, flies out of nowhere and, like, crashes, and he's like... Ho, 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 what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> He's like, don't worry, children, Santa will help you. And he starts punching all the drunk people and helping you fight the... He, like, you kill the Christmas critters, and then Santa has to basically... He starts beating the shit out of everyone to help you, like, get away. And what happens is you actually have to do another time rift to go back to the beginning of the game where it's, like, still the medieval stuff. And you actually fight yourself along with the medieval versions of everybody. Because they're like, you're just an imposter. And in it too, I want to say it's either there or before that in the, um, shit. Okay, so there's a couple boss fights, James. One is like the, uh, it's you fighting yourself. Another is you fighting like Mitch Connor. But here's the fucking twist, James. Are you ready for this? Uh, I hope so. Kyle keeps telling, like, you know, he's like, Cartman's fucking faking it because it's Mitch Connor. Like, Cartman's Mitch Connor. You can't, like, act like this is another person. So do you know what Kyle does? He puts Mitch Connor on his own hand. Huh. And now he's also Mitch Connor, which then confuses the shit out of everybody because Kyle's like, I'm not doing it, Cartman. It's real. It's Mitch Connor actually doing it. So now you have two Mitch Connors... And Cartman and Kyle, and they're both fighting you. So huh. you have two different bosses to fight, and then you have your party trying to fight them, but they're also fighting each other. Weird. So Cartman and Kyle are both the bosses in the same match. They're fighting you, but they're also hitting each other. So they're also damaging each other. And it's the most confusing boss fight I've ever seen. Because also everyone else is confused because everyone's like, I don't I don't know what to I'm very I don't know what to do. <laughs> And it's the funniest thing because basically the bosses are helping you fight them. And it's just so stupid. But it's genius. It's so... Oh my god, I was dying. I was cracking up so hard, Jibs. But basically at the end you fix it. Um, and like through it, like you just fix everything and it's really fun. Overall, like I said, it's just packed with so much fun. It's packed with like everything from moral lessons, of course. Like I said, like I said playing it during like July when everything is going on was so surreal. I mean, obviously it's still in a comedic fashion, but it was just like, fuck, like they really like, you know, it's like a lot, it's a lot of things that people just don't notice. 
And, you know, they point it out first, usually. And they're just like, people maybe will notice one day or maybe we'll help them figure out that this shit sucks and it's fucked up and needs to stop. But they just do a fantastic job. And overall, it's a great game. Uh, it ends with you, like, you can still do hero stuff, but basically, like, you fix everything. Uh, and then James, the DLC. I know we're, we're cutting it close here. We're, like, over two hours now. I'm sorry. I definitely couldn't do Horizon. Uh, but the DLC, James, is... Uh, it's Casa Bonita. And then it's uh, Camp Ticondera. Or it's... it's uh, I think it's Ticondera. And remember Casa Bonita? I, I remember Casa Bonita. All right, so Casa Bonita... Dude, it's so fucking funny. Okay, so... You, this is where it gets really cool. They change up the characters. So you instead have uh, usually one character that you've already been playing with, but also uh, they'll add another... They'll add new characters. So this is how you get DLC players with you. Um, you get uh, the Coon still. All right, it starts off with Mysterion. So you have Mysterion and... Oh, wait. I'm so sorry. I almost forgot. One thing, one thing really fast from the previous game. Uh, do you remember Kyle's cousin? Kyle? Yeah. Uh, you know he's in the game, right? I, I guess I assumed so because he was in the first one. So he, Kyle makes you fight him and it gets to a crazy thing where uh, he's just like, hey, everybody, it's me, other Kyle. And it's like they basically work it that he's an alternate universe human kite uh, from the multiverse. <laughs> uh, and... But Kyle doesn't want him to play with them. So he fight he has you fight him. And then he goes, I have a secret power, don't make me use it. And they're like, shut up. And he's like, Alright, I'm using it. And Sheila. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Kyle's mom comes out and he's like, They are hurting me. And she's like, What, what, what? And like, you know, you now have to now it's like the freaking uh they're playing the Kyle's mom is a big fat bitch song from the movie, but in more of just a cartoonish musical tone so it almost sounds like the benny hill chicken the chicken theme where it's like um you know that theme where you're chasing like a chicken or something the benny hill theme Mm -hmm. yeah it's like that but the cow's mom music and so it's basically you have to fight the brofloskis because uh you're already fighting the uh kyle's cousin kyle you're now fighting sheila but kyle of course is still defensive of his mom so he's like, don't hurt my mom. So now you have to fight Kyle also. And the best is like, you know, he plays like you have to have Cartman with you because it just makes it even better. But it's such a crazy boss fight uh, at a certain point. And it's so hard too because Sheila just fucking fucks shit up. Uh, and you eventually like once you do it, it's cool. But later on, uh, she's like, Kyle, Kyle's cousin gets to play with you guys. So he'll just ra- throughout the game will just randomly appear in a battle and do nothing, and then leave, and then the battle continues. I do remember but at that. The that end, was super funny. At the end, Mitch Connor turns him into a giant mutated, massive giant monster thing, and he's like, oh god, it's just so, I'm so big! <laughs> and uh, the way you have to fight him is like, he's weak to the sun or something, he's like, I don't have any sunblock! Uh, it's super funny. Su- uh, but he's actually one of the main bosses at the end, too. I forget. That was the other big one. So it's like the Mitch Connors, you're fighting yourself, and also giant frickin' Kyle, uh, Cousin Kyle, or, uh, Human Kite number two. But, all right. So you go to Casa Bonita. 
and the whole thing is Kenny's like as Mysterion. Hey, you have to help. Ken- uh, you have to help my sister. Remember, Kenny has a little sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's hanging. She she's with the vamp the vampire kids, the hot topic vampire kids, and we need to rescue her from them. So he's like, they're at a Casa Bonita for a birthday party. We have to stop it. And so you go to Casa Bonita with uh, Mysterion, and you find Cartman there as the coon. And he's like, help me, I'm stuck in this uh, Casa Bonita jail. And they're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm waiting for someone to take my picture so I can get out. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wants to take his picture. So you have to do his picture. And you get the coon with you. Uh, Kyle and his family are there, but they can't help you because uh, Kyle's just eating. So the only one there to help you is the human kite, too. Which is, uh, you know, uh, Kyle's cousin. And he does help you later on, I think, if I remember correctly. Like, he's an additional helping character. But your new DLC character is actually, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, do you remember the goth girl? Uh, I don't remember her name. I know she was like Mintberry Crunch's sister. Yes, but she's there. Uh, and I think she's with her family. And they're like, hey, do you want to help us beat up these Twilight Vampire Kids? And she's like, oh, you don't have to tell me twice. Mm-hmm. So she's the extra character and she's awesome because at one point, I think she could like blow, she uses like her cigarette to like blow fire from it or something as one of her powers. Uh, but you basically go through Casa Bonita fighting, um, do you remember, what's his face? Uh, the, the main vampire kid? Uh, no, I don't remember. Like the, but uh, do you remember the vampire episode yeah, though? I just don't remember. I remember they send one kid to Scottsdale. Like they take the head vampire and they send the head vampire to Scottsdale. Oh yeah. 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 So that vampire, it's his birthday. And the best part is his dad is actually this guy that works at the police department. He's like in the, the, uh, the youth center where it's like, you know, the troubled kids area. And he like, that's another collectible. He has you put up his, uh, his photo shots for like, theatrical roles up everywhere and it turns out the places you're putting up in are places people ripped them down already because <laughs> no one wanted them <laughs> uh but he's like hey everyone welcome to the vampire party where every- everyone's having a great time here it's all a good time and so throughout the mission you're basically fighting all these vampires uh trying to get kenny's sister back who's basically like oh they're really nice to me they're fun to hang out with and they're like no they suck ass so uh, you just do all that stuff. It's really fun. You, it's like a miniature one. I read really good, great time with it, and it ends with like basically a, a, a vampire fight where you're fighting the vampire kids again, uh, or like like the harder ones as well as uh, the the dad as well. And he's like, "Hey, you're missing the best part of the party. We we're gonna actually do a. Uh, we were gonna bring back uh, someone from the dead from the Lost Boys." <laughs> And we were going to actually resurrect them and have them as a special guest for the party. Huh. And they're like, we're bringing back Corey Hames. Weird. Remember Corey Hames? Vaguely. So there's two Corys in the Lost Boys movie. um, And there was a whole like history of like child actors kind of getting abused and, you know, like execs doing some fucked up shit and stuff like the Kevin Spacey stuff and everything else. Uh, but that Corey, one of the Corys from that movie, killed himself, unfortunately. Mm. But they totally make fun of me here, and they're like, hey, we're, we're, we're resurrecting Corey Hames from fucking Lost Boys. <laughs> so this, this is the best part. This is the best fucking part. They're like, oh, 
Like, guys, Corey Hansen's coming through this fucking demonic portal. So, a Mexican-themed restaurant, like, ex- like attraction experience is a vampire birthday party that is summoning Corey Hames from the dead to come as a special guest. And James, I gotta say, Corey Hames wasn't what I was expecting because they accidentally summoned Michael Jackson from the dead. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, Corey Hames looks crazy. They're like, wow, Corey Hames, you sure look different. He's like, ah, I'm na- it's, you're all ignorant. And, <laughs> and he steals uh, Kyle's sister. So, Michael Jackson is the boss fight of the game. He's the final boss of the DLC. And the whole thing is, like, you're going through it, and he's, like, dancing and everything else. And Cartman is the coon. is like, man, Corey Hems is really evil, but you gotta admit, he's great. He's always got a great dance, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, Corey. And they're like, man, I can't believe we fought Corey Hems. That's funny. (laughs) They never mentioned Michael Jackson. The whole time, they're just like, wow, Corey Hems, you sure are are evil. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay all right last dlc speeding it up here it's uh camp secondary i think it's remember this uh the special needs camp uh that like jimmy and timmy are at kinda. and then there's like that kid yeah remember the kid nathan that's like we have to fight mimsy. Yeah, yeah. and he's always looking up and then you have mimsy and he's like okay boss and he's like shut up mimsy yeah yeah so they're basically trying to fuck with you and they hire like all these guys to dress up as monsters and kill the camp staff like friday the 13th so it's like camp crystal lake and uh all the staff is dead except for like one guy they find like is alive because uh basically uh you have jimmy as fast pass you have Ka- uh, butters as professor chaos and then eventually you get mintberry crunch actually comes back from space and so you have mintberry crunch in this one james hmm. And uh, you also have Jimmy there kind of helping you out. Like, he's like, we have to find out what's happening here. And he's still like Professor X or whatever. And you find two camp counselors. Uh, one is a female because uh, they're like, oh, you know, the, the girl's the last one to live in the movies, in the horror movies. So you find her. You Before that, you find one guy who has no idea that the entire staff is dead. He's just in the shower showering. And you're like, hey, you're alive. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, a bunch of kids. And he's like, oh, God, a bunch of kids saw my dick. I can't ever go back to my wife now. And he just shoots himself in the head. Because <laughs> basically he's like, you know, uh, kids saw an adult naked. And it's like, uh, he, yeah, so he kills himself. And you're like, oh, uh, let's see if there's any other survivors. Maybe we can help. <laughs> so uh, there's also like an Indian burial ground. And there's also that one guy that's like, oh, you don't want to go there. That's the cursed place. You know that dude from Pet Cemetery? Oh, yeah. You don't want to go down that yeah. road. You don't want to go down that road. So he's like in every section you go through the game and he just appears like, you don't want to go over there. You don't want to do that. <laughs> so he's there. Um, and what happens is it's like Nathan and Mimsy basically fucking with you. And there's like, like a, boss fight for, a boss fight where you fight them. And, uh, after that, it turns out that the main person behind everything is a giant alien. And it's actually an alien from the planet that Mintberry Crunch is from. And he's like, I've come to fight you. And he's basically, uh, he's like a lizard guy. He, uh, takes over Jimmy, Mimsy, and Nathan. And, uh, not Jimmy, Timmy. And actually, 
they're basically like, oh god, oh, he's he's raping our he's fucking our minds, he's raping our minds. <laughs> so he uses my control to rip their minds, and the three of them now you have to fight. It's like actually a really intricate boss fight, but get through it, and it turns like you kill him. And Mintberry Crunch is like, we did it, yeah, and it's because before the alien dies, he's like, uh, your oppression of our people will never continue, blah, 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 you villain, blah, and all this shit, and uh, everyone's like, hey, why do you say that? And he's like, oh, that was one of the slaves from our planet, and like, what do you mean? And it's like, oh, uh, our people basically are in charge, and the other people are actually just enslaved, and we use these slaves to pick our space cotton what so uh we're mintberry crunch you know it's supposed to be like kryptonian we're mintberry crunches yeah. from like another planet so on that planet is his race of people but there's also a race of lizard people and they enslaved the lizard people to pick space cotton uh. and mintberry crunch is actually like a <laughs> he's basically like a slave owner and he's like all right guys so long shabloo and he flies away and everyone's like like literally they're like Wow, that was actually really dark, and I did not see that coming. And I don't know how to feel about this. That's funny. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my god! Again, it was just like, holy shit! And Nathan and Mimsy are like, yeah, thanks, new kid. You really helped us out there. And you only got my, I, I got raped. I got freaking mind fucked by an alien. Thanks, I really appreciate it, new kid. <laughs> and, and like, uh, uh, you could one last thing, Jim. So there's a fishing mini game where you could ca- get all the fish. And eventually you can get the Ticandera shark. And it does, uh, unfortunately, fall on top of you. Um, so just watch out for that. Remember the whole thing is the shark rapes uh, Nathan? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, it's it's so, dude, it's so good. Um, the DLCs are fantastic. These games are fantastic. I Like I said, Fractured Butthole is probably my game of the year, unless uh, the other 2017 games are, uh, like, better. But we'll see. <sighs> Sorry, James. I know you've had to endure me going through Snyder Cut, now going through South Park. Um, it's been long. I appreciate your patience with me. Um, yeah, no worries. <laughs> but like I said, great games, great mechanics. They know how to make you have a fun time and still make it feel like a show, even with it being like an RPG. Uh, I implore everyone to play these games. They are fantastic. And if I've offended people, I'm sorry, but also, you know, it's a fucking game. It sucks for you. Uh, but that is it for this show. Um, next week, uh, we, like I said, uh, catch Apollo City Comics podcast on Thursday for part one of our DC fandom coverage. Catch us here on Friday uh, for the part two. Uh, check out the Dark Knight Rises, the Dark Knight Returns commentaries uh, on both channels, and uh, keep an eye out on D three Media for the uh, recap of DC fandom in general. Like I said, links. Everything will be in the show notes if you need it. Uh, But of course, we'll talk Horizon Zero Dawn next week. And the week after, we will cover Ghost of Tsushima. So we got like the next two big PlayStation exclusives we'll go in depth on. And of course, if you want to write into the show, uh, give us any feedback, positive or negative, or give us any questions, uh, you can at SutraSideTalk at gmail.com. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can at SutraSideTalk. If you want to follow the show on Instagram, uh, you can at SutraSideTalk as well. If you want to follow Jim's, Jim, Jim's, do you want, if you want to follow my, my my fucking, everything's, I'm breaking down, James. If you want to follow James on Twitter, you can at InvaderJim124. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at GoGoComzilla. 
if you want to get James through some raids, uh, also message, just email us at, <laughs> at SutraSideSack or follow him on Twitter. Help, help this boy out. Get, get, him, get him some raid clears, man. Yeah. I just want like one on each. Just I, I just want to experience them. I don't need to like do them every week or anything. And then, of course, uh, if you want to uh, help us out, please, of course, follow, uh, subscribe, like, five-star review for whatever platform you're listening on, whatever it is, uh, that would help us out. And, of course, uh, share it word of mouth or via social media. Retweet us whenever we tweet new episodes out. That is the best thing you can do to help us out there. Uh, But until next time, we'll catch you later. Probably with a shorter episode. We're tired. We'll catch you next time. (laughs) See you later. Thanks for listening.